You're listening to Private Suite. Hello, it's India Advan here, and today I'll be filling in for Pony. He was not able to make it. Also, Ognos was not able to make it. So we've invited some people on the show. We have Alex from Trucks Passing Trucks and Pacific Plaza Records. Yo, what's up? This is like my third or fourth time on. I'm so happy. Welcome back. We have Nuno from Tokyo Wanderer. Hello. Thank you for having me here. Hello. Thank you for being here. We have, oh, fuck, I forgot your name. R-Infinity, R what is your name again? <laughs> Dude, it starts with an R. I think. It's not, it's not Ruben. Randy. Mm. No, close though. No. Ruben. Ryan. Yes. It's Ryan. You got it. It's Ryan. I got it. I yeah. knew it. I was, also, I was I joking. I didn't know I was sitting here with Alex from Trucks Passing Trucks. I didn't even know that he was on the show with me. So now I'm super excited. Yo, what's oh. up? Yeah, I'm about to freak out. What? You should also be excited for our last guest, Andrew, also known as Future Funk Monthly. Hey, yo, I'm for a second time on the show. Thanks for having me, Andy. And also for shout sure, out to sure. the Wave Race Tape. The what? You cut out. Oh, shit. Uh, I said shout out to the Wave Race Tape from Truck yeah, right. Thank you. Ooh. Dude, I'm excited to be on with you. I love Future Funk Monthly. Oh, hell yeah, dude. It's always cool to meet someone who actually knows what I do. Oh, I go through <laughs> your mixes to find tracks, dude. <laughs> oh, there you go. Then that's the point it of it. Should be a fun show. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk future. Fun. So, I I just want to give everybody a chance to sort of introduce themselves or update people on what's going on with their music, with their lives. Uh, you want to go first, Alex? Sure, I'm down. Uh, Pacific Plaza just put out a tape on Friday, and oh uh, yeah, I just dropped the flyer for our next uh, Vaporwave Future Funk video game Beats DJ Night here in Orange County called oh, Virtual yeah. Memory. I'm so stoked. I've been putting together my playlist Virtual for this memory. month, uh, for all the tracks I'm going to DJ. And we're doing longer sets this time, so I'm actually going to play for like an hour, which is tight. And then our special guest is Groovy Godzilla, which is super oh, tight. Oh! Right? Yeah. Groovy Godzilla's OG. Yeah, I know, right? He hit me I up guess. on Twitter after he saw the flyer for the first stuff, one. To be honest. Yeah, he's worked out a whole way to play live with uh, FL Studio. He was like showing me videos. And wow. I'm like so stoked. What's cool about our night is like, it's not just a bunch of people with DJ controllers. Like we have people doing all sorts of different things. Like the last one, Cor Corbo has a uh, modular synth setup that hooks up to an SP. And uh, one of our resident DJs, Earthboy Vance plays with a Nintendo Switch, a looping pedal, and uh, a Chord Chaos pad. Yeah, you should check out the Earthboy Advance EPs. They're so good. I wish he would let me put them on tape and mark them to Vaporwave people, but he's like adjacent, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's That's really sick. great. And then me again? and Dad Girl, we use DJ controllers, but like she's obviously like way better than I am because I'm pretty new at it. But it's cool having like a diversity of ways people play because we also saw that at Electronicon and that was like what was so fascinating to me about the second one is like I got to watch everyone's mm -hmm. like set up from like side stage. Yeah, you were saying that last time. So what are some of the websites people can go to to find that like the show you were talking about, for example? So there's a Facebook event up on uh, the Pacific Plaza page 
or you can go look up the Continental Bar in Fullerton, California. It's down in Orange County, like 20 miles south of LA. It's close to LA if you live there. If you want to make the drive up from San Diego, you could do that too. It's like an hour from San Diego though. But yeah, Pacific Plaza is going to have some more releases. I'm still trying to find time to work on Trucks Passing Truck stuff, but I'm mostly DJing and practicing my DJing stuff because we have our monthly night going and we already booked December. We're probably going to set the next couple months probably during the next show i'm hoping because that's what happened last time halfway through the gig they were like yo let's book the next two months and i was like yes oh wow nice man gnarly yeah i'm like the future funk guy and dad girl plays like a good mix of stuff and it's fun i'm get to i'm gonna get to open for groovy godzilla i'm so stoked yeah that's amazing that's cool. Yeah, you were just you were talking about like trying to find time for stuff there, and I was just thinking it's so cold now, and the winter up here it's like everybody goes into hibernation mode, and it's a lot actually easier to get shit done because you don't have so many things that you want to do because you can't because they're all fucking cold. <laughs> well, here in Southern California, it was ninety degrees today, so that's not necessarily um, the case. Um... I'm wearing shorts right now and a short sleeve shirt. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I and I I'm so jealous. But it's also nice to be able to like play video games too. Hell yeah. In the summer it's like, hey, it's it's warm. Gotta do all the outside things. Also for yeah. all our other uh neighboring countries, nine degrees is thirty two Celsius. <laughs> Thank you. I can never do that calculation. Summer weather. I'm Googling it as we speak. It is. Yeah. We've had a really, really warm autumn and fall here in Southern California. And that's why all these fires are really bad because it's still really hot. And so they just mm-hmm. burn and everything's dry. So yeah. we're in the middle of an extended fire season, which seems to get longer every year. Global yeah, warming, baby. That doesn't yeah. sound very yeah. good. Well, I guess like you have to choose between either you get a lot of fires or you get a lot of flood floods. At least that's kind of how it is where I live. I get a lot of hurricanes, so I got that going for me. Oof. I don't know, man. I'm in Ohio. We're kind of like in the sweet spot for natural disaster. Like, we don't, like maybe a tornado once every 50 years. Otherwise, nothing really happens here. But also, it's Ohio. That's but true. also, it's Ohio. <laughs> Round on the edges and high in the middle. Just kidding. <laughs> Ohio's I got family in Ohio. It's always a nice time being there. Yeah. Yeah. Cleveland rocks. <laughs> I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame once. Well, thank you, Alex, for letting giving us that update. What about you, Ryan, or R Infinity? I guess we di- I didn't quite introduce you as as well, so we'll yeah, say just that say, again. Just say Ryan for the, dur- for the duration. <laughs> yeah, we'll of just the show. Say, we'll <laughs> say, Ryan's a good name. That's my brother's name. I'll just call you R Man. That's cool. Our works. We had this discussion before. I have this habit of like coming up with names of things that are unpronounceable. And it sucks. Yeah. But now it's like my thing. So I'm not I'm not changing just on principle. Oh, yeah. Back that. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna see how far I can take it. Change your or your illegal name to that. To R Infinity. Exactly. I, don't put it past me, because in the later stages of my life, maybe I will. Yeah, I um, mean if you're eventually just gonna be turned into like an AI brain anyway in like a like a case, might as well just yeah. change your name. Something yeah. really like technological. Once all of our consciousness becomes uploaded to Google or whatever. Yeah. Google wait. Souls. <laughs> Google <Yeah>. Souls. <laughs> Google.com. That's their ultimate project. Mark my words. Um, Invest so now. I'm kind of in an off period now. I like taking off from like uh, like November to February. 
and just right. kind of like that's my creative recharge period but uh the last thing i did do was a remix for desert sands the mm. uh, oh sweet uh tomorrow 2096 remixes album on a sure revolver yeah so, we uh we just played that song on our last episode actually mm. of the podcast right on that is an awesome album there are so many cool people that contributed to that i was i was listening to all the songs and there's so many different styles so I give props to Desert Sands. That was a cool idea. For sure. Yeah, the way that's and going the, out is really cool. Also, the guy who runs Asura Revolver, uh, it might, might have been his idea, actually. I know that they've been working on it together for some time. Who is that? Uh, on the magazine Discord, he goes by Rosette, mm-hmm. R-O-Z-E-T. And uh, he has a, a Twitter as well. What is that? I think it's the, I think it might be the same. Hold on. Let me check. Oh, it's R0X4RY. So Roxery, I guess, oh, in Elite Speak. Yeah. R0X4RY, yeah. We've been streaming a lot on Twitch together too lately. He's cool. uh, pretty cool. And yeah, he runs a Sir Revolver who put that shit out. And yeah, it's a very cool. Sandgam's on there. Uh, you're on there. Tupperwave. I'm on there. Tupperwave, right? Desert Sands remixed himself. Zero is on there. Yeah, and just to clarify, the reason Desert Sand remixed himself is because on the original record, that song was quite short, so he didn't feel okay with giving that to someone to have to remix. <laughs> that was fair. You know, so he just made it longer, sort of. <laughs> Here's one note. See and what you can like do a, with it. There was like a different way his name was like written for this release as well, right? That's why it could be a Desert Sands remix. True. Uh, Good right? point, because it's his other project. Yeah, it's supposed to be kind of like a different like alias of the same project, right? Yeah, I don't know what it's supposed to mean. I don't want to call it a character. side project, but uh, like, is it? It says it says Desert Sand. It feels warm at night. Yeah, tomorrow twenty ninety six. Oh, it's just Desert Sand feels warm at night, but it's written in yeah. kanji and katakana, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, or maybe Chinese. I actually don't know. He loves his, uh, his his Chinese stuff. <laughs> we about Shouts out to you, Desert. I mean, uh, my, my wife's Chinese. She'll tell you in a second. We are like the largest community of individuals that, like have no understanding natively what they mean. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we have this romanticized view of everything. <laughs> Ignorance is a bliss. It's just like, I mean, like, I think I know what my album me. titles mean, but I'm honestly not 100% sure. That's what sketches me out about like using. And where can like, where can people sometimes. find your? I want to know if I'm doing it right. I know. So, right. so where can people that... find your albums? Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, right. oh, it's still my turn. So my my original yeah. stuff is at rrrxrrrxrrr.bandcamp.com. Good God! I told you. You know, it's R infinity. All right. Okay, get with it, dog. Uh, real quick, going back to the not knowing what your kanji or katakana is, my wife is Chinese, and I can't tell you how many times, because living in Florida, there's some water theme parks around here. We go there, and uh, being with uh, Florida white trash people, they love to get their Japanese and Chinese tattoos, etc. And I'm always asking oh, yeah. her, what does that mean? What does that mean? She's like, <laughs> well, they tried to say brave hero, but it came out as being carrot. <laughs> like i can't tell you how many people like we, like uh we even went to a tattoo shop because some tattoos together but uh they had all the uh chinese you know uh symbols and letters 
on the wall and i'm like how many of these are correct and she's like absolutely every one of them is wrong because you need to have multiple characters i get what they're trying to say but if you're an actual chinese person or speaking mandarin or cantonese um you need more characters like this one's trying to say water or good faith or you know good luck but no 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 no. like so if you ever just just don't do it if you're going to get a tattoo you're going to be wrong (laughs) is my whole point and it's funny having someone who's a native speaker because anytime i see someone with a tattoo on their neck or their arms or legs i'm like what does that mean she's like oh they tried to say like strong dragon but it came out to like fat dildo or something stupid like that <laughs> andrew and his wife will be opening a website soon where you can go and submit your tattoo ideas to make sure that they're not fucking retarded that, and I, I ask her all the time when i when these future funk songs and vaporwave songs she's like i don't know what they're trying to say that doesn't make any sense so that's, a, that's such an interesting thing though in 50 years you know like the albums we're making now might get renamed because the people that knew what they were trying to name them aren't around anymore. They're just like, Hard Mushroom. Yeah, they're like, uh, our Infinity's release, Carrot, you know? Yeah, wow. (laughs) I didn't mean to change the subject, Indy. Sorry, take back the show. Nah, it's all good. That was great. Uh, So yeah, you're taking a bit of a break. That's cool, man. That's cool. You actually have been a little busy. You've been working on something for us, haven't you? That's true. We did uh we did a little like side project. So I'll be back in like I'll be working on stuff again in maybe early January. I try to do four or five albums a year and I tend to do them all at once and then I just spread out the releases. Mm-hmm. Check out the episode with Ryan if you haven't heard it already. I don't know what episode number it is. You know I, I tried to but that whole site was down. My site? Yeah, it may um, have been down for a the, little bit. The, the fireside you cut out there. What was that? Oh, the the um, what's so the podcast 30. site they used? Fireside or something? It doesn't. Yeah, we anymore. we we haven't been on that for maybe a month, over a month now. Mm. Uh, just privatesweetmeg.com slash podcast is the new shit. Gotcha. We host it. Uh, and it's episode thirty. So privatesweetmeg.com slash podcast slash thirty, and, and that'll get you there. Great episode, a lot of great jokes. Oh yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's next? What about you, Nuno, Tokyo Wanderer? Well, so uh, for those who don't know me, um, Tokyo Wanderer, Nuno, um, I'm the bass player and producer, leader of the project. Um, back in the first of September, I released um, a new album called Incubus through Correspect Records. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, we got some cassette tapes uh, in the works right now. They just came back from the. They, they just arrived from the factory, and uh, we should be announcing the the release date on them very soon. Uh, we are also planning nice. some new merch. We already got the the shirts designed. It's just a matter of uh, sending them over. Uh, we just uh, also announced the that we are playing at uh, at Essential again next year in Toronto. Which is going to be super exciting. Woo! Shout out to that. Uh, we got fired, mm-hmm. Vantage, shit ton of people. It's going to be super fun, like last year, if not even better. Um, I can't wait to see you. Dude, I can't sure. wait to see all of you fucking guys again. Like, it was, <laughs> it was like, I mean, yeah. No, jokes aside, it was actually like the best time ever like in a in a long ass time it felt so good to be like mm. in a completely different place with like-minded people mm-hmm. 
all your tight 100%. homies you've been talking to for to years. So much, Nuno. Being right yes. there with you. Um, Alex is coming. You. He is? I'm going to be there this time. Yeah. Oh. Can't cool. wait oh, yeah. to see you there as well, dude. Uh, awesome, man. Thank you. And uh, uh, you're just uh, quickly, you're, what's his, what's, why, wow? Joao. Yeah, uh, he's mentioning the the our guitarist. Uh, he is. Uh, he has just currently released a, a video on his channel about uh, the differences between using a jack on a guitar and the wireless equipment, like and if there's like any sound difference or whatever. So, if you guys are I interested in uh, that sort of technical stuff or any mm-hmm. sort of like playthroughs or whatever. Definitely give a check on his YouTube channel. You'll have a lot of fun. He's a great dude as well. So amazing guitar player. Dang, I'm gonna go watch that because I actually have like a cheap wireless unit that a family member got me for Christmas a couple years ago, and I was like, "Dude, I play punk music. I'm never gonna use a wireless." But things change. Things change. Yeah, you discovered Dillinger Escape Plan, and you're like, "Okay, now I want to play guitar (laughs) on top of people." (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'll link you guys his uh, channel here. Uh, where is this? Oh, I, I got you. I'll find it. Wow, I got it. Um, right. yeah, he's so his so videos are really awesome too. I think he's YouTube like videos super like informative and like he's just such a nice person. I don't know how to explain. Like, I I don't get bored listening to his his videos on like a lot of uh similar like instructional sort of music channels. You know. He was the nicest guy that I met at Essential. So yeah, that's, that's part of why his videos are so for good. being in a metal band. You know, you think that metal guys supposed to be tough, <laughs> whatever. They are all Sometimes. a bunch of nerds. That's the cool thing. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, just yeah. But man, yeah, I'm really stoked for that tape, man. You, I've I've seen some designs of the tape. Your tape, Nuno. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, when does that? Is there a date or no? Forget. Oh, uh, the girl that did the art, she's um, an IRL friend of mine. Her name is Telma Paj. Uh, You can find her on um, on Instagram. Uh, Her tag is Linkspur. I'll put uh, the Instagram link in a bit. And she's uh, she also has some stuff on Beans, like the her more professional stuff. But yeah, that came out really really well. I'm super happy with the artwork. No, yeah, that the artwork is probably some of the best artwork you've had for an album. And I know you do design too, nothing against uh, your design on that, but I just really like the uh, Incubus design. Oh, I got you, but mm-hmm. she's still miles better than me. There, There's no no circling around that. And uh, I, I'm <laughs> proud to say I really like her work. She's a great person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I can't wait for the shirts too. I saw the shirts. They look damn good. Like I don't even buy shirts that often, but I'm definitely getting one of those. Hopefully, we'll have that sorted for um, for essentials. Uh, but um, I'll should have some more updates on that soon. I haven't announced it properly on my social media yet. Um, but actually, I just remembered something uh, about the tape that um, I haven't really disclosed it. But I guess I can say it here since it's not like a. It's more almost like a, a, a secret, but there's a an hidden track on it right at the end of the tape. So, uh, oh dang, uh, yeah, dude. So if anybody Woo. wants to hear uh, me remixing uh, uh, WhatsApp messages from some of my friends screaming into into their cell phone mics, 
uh definitely like, yeah. uh, like look forward to that <laughs> awesome <laughs> you know have you ever felt about doing a live take slash whatever recording of your remix of that vantage song you did at last uh essential uh maybe uh i actually uh wanted my plan at the time was to record the 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 cover so i could upload it with like the live footage and whatever but unfortunately that didn't go as planned because like the you know obviously the the video wasn't the best because we just used a webcam and uh also had the situation of my computer kind of dying on me and not letting me uh record during the show but um I'll, I'll actually take that into consideration I, I might do it but first i still need to knock out uh, a um uh, a dan mason cover that i've been like me andy and joan have been like planning for the longest time <laughs> <laughs> yes please let's do that oh my god yes, I feel, I, thank you for the reminder we keep going in and out of talking about it dude it's it's happening this time is actually <laughs> happening like I've been delaying it All too right, much cool. as well because I always end up like getting it's flooded now, with like work. Said. Yeah, getting getting flooded. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I I got time now. I'm not working as much this uh, winter during around Christmas, so that'll be the perfect time, I think. All right, yeah, that yeah. case keep around your eyes that peeled. Time. I'll have something ready for you. Cool. Let's keep talking. And Andrew, future oh. monthly. What Hello, thanks for having me back, uh, Andy. Always mm -hmm. appreciate it. Yeah, uh, man. No I do apologize. I was doing something right when you uh, introduced me because I'm bad at math. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, what was it? <laughs> hold on, hold on. You're doing a quiz? I totally botched the gig because I wanted to have a slick introduction, but man, did I. I was literally Googling <laughs> something when Andy said. <laughs> talk. Um, hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah, gonna I, sue Google for this one. Yeah, I am so bad at math. Hold on, forty-five divided by twelve. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, there we go. Now I got it. Okay, so anyways, so what's going on? <laughs> hey, Andy, glad to be back. Um. Yeah. yeah, Future Funk Monthly, still doing my thing, still mixing what I think, and hopefully the rest of the public thinks is the best of Future Funk every month, um, released only during that month. That being said, I this February, I'm coming up on four years of doing that. That's why I had to do that now, wow. if you're wondering. <laughs> I wasn't going to okay. let you off the okay. hook. I was going to no, ask no, no, you. No, 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 because I know my last one was the 45th <laughs> one. I'm like, wait, hold on. Don't carry the two that went on stuff but um yeah I'm like, <laughs> man this has been going on long and obviously if, if uh, you care about future Crazy. funk or you go on the, the the subreddit or anything you'll see people like just put together this future funk mix or i just did this playlist on spotify you know they come and go as they do and nothing against any of those are all great they have a lot of this great great tracks they're introducing people to future funk and all this great music and i love it nothing against any of them but just saying you know been doing this whole thing for almost four years and no four plans of stopping as long as people keep listening that's my only goal like yeah. i've said before if if the 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 listening um listening counts drop below a thousand or five hundred i might as well figure out that whole genre is dying or at least i suck i don't know something like that um no but 
been going strong and I appreciate all the support. Um, I don't necessarily produce any music, but uh, not to toot my own horn, but I have definitely been featured on uh, quite a couple tracks with my guitar work, which I'm always honored to be a part of, uh, you know, featuring live guitar for future funk tracks. Uh, biggest shout outs go to Melanade. And um, he, uh, I don't think he's that active anymore, but Hiro, Ta- I can never pronounce it, Hiro Tadamatsu or uh, Hiro Tadamatsu. Oh, Thank you, sir. You played on uh, that album? A couple of, uh, a bunch of his tracks, including oh, the one single, single that came out for uh, Neon City when he did uh, uh, Umami, which has my guitar and bass all over it, which I'm very honored to be a part. Shout out to uh, Fiber for making, uh, mixing that out, uh, single, making it sound as good as it did, because I'm sure my bass and um guitar was not that on time um anyways <laughs> wait did you play on the neo kobe nightly selecta yes i'm like on three of those oh, tracks that's so, so sick Damn. any of like the semi-live you guitar you hear is probably me oh, and man, I, you're again, the Nile rogers of future funk well, that, that, thank you. That, that's that's quite the compliment uh hell yeah, yeah that's I, love how I think of it because i love disco that's a good way of saying it you really are the Nile niles rogers of future future funk now that i'm thinking about it <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I love it. And plus, it gives me a chance to, one, keep in touch with friends who I have and or have not met in real life and just, you know, all that, the whole vibe. Um, And not to blow uh, people's cover, but I'm currently working on a track with Ducat as well as Melanade and uh, Mir, Mir, uh, Mir Notal. How do you say that? Notal D? Tel D. Yeah, uh, he's working on a track. He yeah. wants me to do guitar as well. So here's hoping all the guitar tracks I do uh, make the cut, and uh, they like it and they want to use it. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. And um, uh, going along with what Nuno said, uh, hyping up and big time trying to promote the essential gig in Toronto, which I'm so excited about. Like every day, and just uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh, if if uh-huh. anyone doesn't know who might be listening to this, the Essential Gig is going to be the future funk uh, concert festival of the millennium. I don't even know. Like, other than like <laughs> a few artists who might not be headlining, like how could you ever get a better? Get- it's the electronic kind of future funk, as far as I'm concerned. That's what I was about oh, yeah. to say. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. like Very three cool. days. From from big big tape swap people who've been here along forever to people. Uh, who are, I don't want to say unknown, obviously everyone on the bill is known, but, you know, like from little to big is all I'm trying to say, you know, we got, we got everybody in there and it's a three day festival, which is crazy to think about major, major, major props to Dane, who's been putting all this on and handling it almost all by himself, which is crazy. man's doing God's work on that thing. Oh, dude, I... I don't know how he's doing it. It's nuts. Like he's the George Clanton of Future Funk, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and uh, for what well, in regards to putting on a festival, because mm-hmm. I mean, if you just look at the lineup and the fact that he's got all these people committed, and we're doing more and more and more, it's 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 going to be epic. I mean, I even have my um, my wife flying up because to come see it. Nice. Because she's like, oh, I guess I'll come to Toronto, and, you know, check out awesome. the city. And, Blah blah blah. Uh, I don't mean to ramble too much, but here I am. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hey, here's another shout out. What's it called? Um, Nick's cheap flights. Scott's cheap flights. Um, 
when I'm Googling it. Scott, yes. Drop me a link. So, I've been I've been following a lot of flights on on Google because I've been like yeah, debating best... whether or not I should just like stop over in a random city for a day, like Philadelphia. Like got a lot of homies there. Just stop there for like twelve hours and then fly to Toronto. Uh, but as someone who went to Philadelphia a lot, because uh, not to get, to, I don't like really delving into much of my personal life, but I'll say it. Uh, me and my wife were long distance for a while, and she did live in Philadelphia. I Philadelphia gets a lot of shit, but I love Philadelphia. Oh yeah, Philly's super so, cool. That's where all the terminally chill guys are, also. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's another thing. When I went to um, Electronicon, I got to meet Shoji in real life. And Yo, Shoji's chills, fuck. Dude, Shoji's the man, and that was one of the few and only times. Actually. To be honest, not to get toot my own horn, but there was at least a couple people. Like I wasn't trying to name drop myself, saying Future Funk Monthly, but when we were just talking, like, like how do you know so and so? I'm like, well, I do this, blah blah blah. You might have heard this Future Funk Monthly, and some people, a couple people, like you're Future Funk Monthly. I listen to you all the time, and like the fact that anyone even did that, knew that, blew my mind. And Shoji was one of those people. He got so hyped. He's like, you played my track with Vantage and everything on your mix. I'm like, well, yeah, it's just on the internet. It's not like that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But like he flipped out. And I was like, oh, man, no, no problem, Shoji. I love you. Thanks for making cool tracks. And yeah, he's cool. And all the Terminally Chill guys are. Speaking of which, I need to get, I believe his name is, is it Chris? Skeleton, Skeleton Lipstick. Lipstick. Yes. Yeah, that's Chris, um, dude. That guy's amazing. Oh, amazing. And props to him for putting on the uh, after party at the first Electron. Well, both Electron Cons, actually. Um, but I got with him, and I need to get with the essential guys, shot callers, and all that stuff. But I want to get with Chris for him to put on a uh, potentially terminally chill after party for essential. Cause I Yo, think after be- parties. Oh, yeah. We got to do that. Like, party yeah, I've stop. been trying to talk to Dane to get some homies on some after parties. Well, want to see that go. Let's keep doing it. I want to do that. And believe it or not, um, if you guys are familiar with Puppy Smooth, <laughs> um, I, uh, I trying to get him to do a guest appearance. Maybe I'll play a Puppy Smooth instrumental track and have him come up at Essential. But I need to talk to him more. So that's in the works. Um, I've been babbling way too long. Indy, take a bag of <laughs> I don't know if me and Indy are allowed to talk about it yet. Maybe this gets cut out, but... Tape swap? Oh, tape swap, yeah. Oh, tape talk- swap, that hell yeah. Is that, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Are we allowed to talk shot, about it? Bootleg and- yeah, are we, yeah, are we supposed to wait to talk about it? I don't know what's up. No, we're good to go, man. It's like, okay. it's not a The location's locked down, so I assume it's cool to really? like, talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's the it's like happening swap. with essential, but yeah, it's we're gonna do like the, it's just me running it, me and you basically, right? So, uh, private suite Pacific Plaza coming yeah, together. We're putting together the basics. Going to get some vendors. Uh-huh. Well, hey guys, yeah, if I can help with any of it, let me know because I'm I'm deep into the whole uh, physical. Yo, if you want a DJ, oh totally hell good. yeah, dude, Fuck yeah, yeah. I'm so totally basically, good. like we're gonna do it like I did in LA, and it's at the dupe shop. So we're going to get some DJs to DJ throughout the day. We're going to ask people to come and vend and sell stuff. We should be able to get some artists to come and sign stuff as well, I'm pretty sure, because people are going to be in town all weekend. So We got some pretty big artists. We got That would be Once we have details, we'll get them out to people. There's going to be like a a vendor form people can submit if they want to vend. And maybe we'll do like a submission form for people who want to DJ. But 
know we have some people in do mind you know already. what uh, day you're trying to do it? That's Friday the 24th. Okay. Oh, there we go. Great thing. Cause I was saying, um, I know essential is three days. And, um, unfortunately for me working all that stuff, I'm going to be, I'm going to have to fly in and the, or I already got my ticket, uh, plane ticket, uh, mm-hmm. early morning on the 23rd on Thursday. So I know some people are trying to come in today early cause it's always fun for uh, artists and fans and friends to hang exactly. and all that stuff. Cause that's what, that's what we did last time at essential. Um, I would love to do it, but unfortunately, between work and all that stuff, I, want to, yeah. I can't take off that much time. But yeah, I will be, be there flying Friday. in the 23rd morning of, and it, well, you already answered the question. I'm just battling on <laughs> uh, the 24th. I would love to double double down and DJ that event. Sweet. Mm. Please so do. Count me in. Yeah, I need to borrow someone's controller because I don't want to bring my controller to Canada. <laughs> no, I'm the same. I'm not bringing, I probably won't. I didn't bring my controller last time, and... If it comes down to it, I will this time, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm coming yeah hey, just hit me up. I, I got that shit on lockdown. I have a question with you here, Alex. I yeah. I feel like you are you're like the huge proponent of mini C. That's me. Mini C. Yeah, I want to yeah. yeah, I want to hear you talk about what got you started on that. Dude, that's such okay. a different format. I'm interested as yeah. well. So it comes from being in like the punk and DIY scene. So back when I was in high school, I got really into like folk punk and like indie pop and twee music. And in folk punk and in indie pop, people would do three inch CDs. A lot of times they'd be packaged in like sleeves uh, Mm -hmm. with like folder style artwork, but they were super cheap, super easy to make, and you could just make them as like a tour only CD or like there was whole three inch CDR labels back in the day that I used to buy stuff from. Really? Yeah. This, so like, there I was mean, a, blank, there was, blank CDs were not that expensive either though for like a full There's something about the tiny aesthetic with like indie pop and twee. That's kind of like the cutesiness of it. And they also hold less music. So people would put EPs on them. So between your albums, you do an EP and you'd have like a mini CD version or you take like a mini CD as like a tour only thing that you'd sell. So the first time I ever did a mini CD was for my old folk punk band back in like 2009. And we did like a tour only mini CD that only really made like 25 copies of it. Mm -hmm. And it had like some B-sides from the album we had released earlier that year. So I have like a 10 year history with mini CDs actually. And I noticed people in Vaporwave liked different and interesting and nostalgic formats. So I wanted to do a mini CD of my Wave Race album. And then I was kind of thinking, well, I already know how to run like an independent label because I've been doing that for DIY bands and for punk bands and emo bands. And I'd recently shut down that label. So I was like, well, why don't I do a Vaporwave label? I'm really like getting into the scene i have all these skills i can bring over and i like know how to release music and put together packaging and i love designing like packaging and like full conceptual artwork for an album oh yeah so, dude, that's my thing too and you the know mini what? cd it, was a cool format for it yeah and it it um relates to the gamecube too mm-hmm. the Game only console Cube. to use a mini cd yep yeah. So I grew up in that era of N64s and GameCubes and stuff. And yeah. now all the Pacific Plaza discs look like GameCube discs. That's been an aesthetic I've adopted yeah. for almost every mini great, CD release, dude. except for like the first five. Yeah, they cool, come man. in such like pristine packaging too, like not a finger, not a print on them. It's like factory sealed. Well, not really, but it like it looks <laughs> so clean. But not really. I honestly don't like things being shrink wrapped. There's a little bonus to it, which is like. Um, 
I'm not too sure, but I've heard some people saying that uh, the sound quality on a mini CD is better than an actual CD. Really? really? I, don't, I, I don't know. It's all just I don't know about that. ones and zeros yeah, on there. No, oh, yeah. It's probably I've just... I've never heard one, to be honest. So whatever. And a mini <laughs> disc, which is a different format, the mini disc does have better sound quality, supposedly, because you're recording like lossless audio to it. But mini CDs are not mini discs. And I always have oh, to stress God, that to people. And, I have to, and I have to remind right. people that it's a three-inch mini CD, not a mini disc. Right. I've released uh, three mini discs now. And the sound quality is pretty good. There's There's four different modes you can record on. And one of them is just like the raw audio lossless, but then there's three other modes that give you, um, I think like two, three, and four hours a time. But then the sound quality is progressively getting lower until you're like at six hours mono or something. Interesting. Uh-huh. Sony Sony had a really sort of sophisticated <laughs> setup for mini discs, so I I've always done mine because you can get a whole hour on a mini disc without compression. Nice. So for an app, you know, for like a normal album, it's easy just to do that. And it sounds just as good as a CD. That's um, wild. I've still never heard a mini disc in real life. Yeah, really? I'm, and I'm old. I'm thinking about trying to get <laughs> mini discs made of the Wave Race album because the two year anniversary is coming up. And I was talking to someone who was supposedly going to buy me a bunch of blanks and make me something. But uh-huh. I don't know where that's at. But it'd be fun to try and do one. I just like experimenting with the different formats and like different sizes of packaging as well. So... Doing well, that's mini how disc. I got started with it. I was just like, this is a really viable format. You can find the hardware still. It's like I, 100 bucks. Alex, unfortunately, I never uh, slept on it. I never got a chance to buy the Wave Race tape, even though you did multiple runs of it. Yeah. So if you do do another one, I'll try and buy it this time. But I'm a big fan of it, mainly because I've got a pink I love that game so much. Oh, man. Oh, that's so cool. And... Um, <laughs> Here's me just giving you an idea. You want to take it, but I don't think anyone's done it. Uh, Vaporwave Snowboard Kids from Nintendo 64. Snowboard Kids too. I've had some game. people suggest me other games, and my younger brother like will send me like, "Yo, you should use music from this part of like Majora's Mask. You should do a beat with it because I want to hear what you do with it." And I just I don't sit down and produce that much anymore. I gotta like find that time in my schedule. Game. That's uh, Wave, Wave Race had such a like very <laughs> particular aesthetic. To- Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the fonts that they used and stuff. Oh yeah, Zelda's been overdone a million times. With yeah, it has. Yeah, I have a zillion remixes. All right, everyone Just knows, the universe um, to pin down. You could name a Zelda song, and I can name you twenty orchestral versions and five little five chill hop yeah. versions of that song. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Hours of Zelda. I love and I love that stuff, stuff, dude. I love that. But, like, I have a huge like. No, I love it too. I that for my DJing stuff because that's why DJ I, after hours. I wasn't knocking on it. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But it's all good. Be fresh. I, yeah, to be honest, I love it. Crescent at the fresh. same time, I can never get enough of it. Like. Even like, give me that dubstep, uh, Lost in the Woods remix. Oh my god! I forgot the bass boosted version. <laughs> Dude, you, you could give me deep fried memes versions. I'll, I'll still love it. I don't care. It's nostalgic. That final so fucking cool. Of the Zelda memes was the um, the mashup with the Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, which one was that- it? <laughs> Whoa! Never heard that one. Yeah, it was like it was like the biggest shit show ever. I think it was like um, I think it was Lost in the Woods over Thomas the Tank Engine, and somebody used the fucking 
Mike spammed that like crazy on a TF2 server oh, yeah. then. when I was 15. That shit was like, yeah, they can do sync, but it was also the yeah. funniest thing ever. Speaking of Mike spamming, I would like to play a song, please. Oh, which one? Please, please, one song, please. Um, it's by uh, Vector Graphics. It's called Destine. You guys know, oh, you ever old. seen a that's goofy stuff, movie right? too? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty An old. extreme goofy movie. Uh, no. Yeah, extremely goofy movie. That's right. So that, someone made that into a YouTube video. Oh, really? It's pretty great. Like, they made an edit of it. That, I think I have that. There was a vinyl release. Yeah, I was on Sick Records. Yeah, I have that. All right. Nice. There's still some tapes available, too. I, uh, I won't, I'm not going to say anything more about that. Um, so, yeah, Vector Graphics Disteen. I'm going to play that real quick and then link the video because the edit is freaking brilliant. Here it is. Yeah, the edit is fucking dope. Yeah, man. Those, there's so many great instruments in that track. Dude, the bass is so deep and like yeah. gut wrenching. And like, the one, the one instrument reminds me of like uh, like the space like recorder horns. The aliens are playing Cantina song. Like somehow they got <laughs> one of those instruments and they were they were playing it. And then there's like some sweet '80s like bells. It's got so many just great instrumentations. I think my favorite part mm-hmm. of the song is really just the vocals, like. I know it's just one line over and over again, but... Loving you! Wait, uh, Andy, so can we talk again, or...? Yeah, 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 oh, talk, please. Since you were talking about a goofy movie, uh, shameless self-promotion here. So, like, me and a friend, um... Played guitar on that movie. Did, like, uh... <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> uh, me and a friend did, like, some, um, a vaporwave project or anything. Mostly me, not him. Just putting that out there. Uh, AK slowing down songs. And for a goofy movie, uh, I took one of the Powerline songs and slowed it down, putting it. Oh, which one? Eye to Eye? No, the other or one. Or what's the other one? Stand, um, s- stand out yeah. above the crowd. Yep, yep. Oh, oh my why God. Why so is it descending on. I love those two songs so much. Oh, because oh I'm using the wrong keyboard uh i just put yeah, it in there you ever see oh go go ahead nice. sorry that's not finish oh I'd cool put it in the chat but if like i i see people it. you know Dude, people I, like i love so Disney stoked movies on and all this. that stuff but i'm like hey can you tell me what song this is obviously it's way slowed down with a lot of effects over it and um feel free to check that out but um 
Should we play yeah. it real quick? Yeah, dude, play it. That'd be cool. Yes. Just stop and take a look at just of just walking yeah. back. You know, speaking of that's great, man. You mentioned that in there, Tokyo Wanderer, and um, I played Pretty Hate Machine. I took that vinyl and I slowed it way down, like twenty percent, and that sounds awesome. I'm surprised someone hasn't grabbed that for some vaporwave. Actually, it would work amazing just because of uh, all of the old school drum machines and synthesizers. Exactly. Exactly. It's almost it's almost just particular. like a uh, what is it called? A darker version of a lot of the pop songs that are sampled in vaporwave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right for the picking. Right for the picking. <laughs> yeah, somebody gotta somebody gotta do that. It is up if you actually yeah. sample nine inch nails on your next record. Didn't someone make sure a Resner wave? Wasn't that an album like a year ago? Would do it. I am not I mean, aware sure of it, but now did. I gotta check it. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking it up because I swear someone did do that. Oh, there's an entire band camp. Oh boy. <laughs> They've got Damn. six albums. We're going down the rabbit hole right now. <laughs> we are. So, Indy, is there any other news? <laughs> <laughs> um. If you if you want Resner Wave, check it out. Apparently, it's there. <laughs> from Mercer. Um, did anyone get the Haircuts for Men album that dropped today? The Yo, I got vinyl. Oh, uh, I tried, but I failed. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got on that you third drop. One? I got the third drop as well, dude. I put that shit. There was one special edition, and like me and all my friends had the same experience where we had it in our cart. We went to the PayPal, we checked it out, we got all the way there, we even clicked pay, and then it fucking failed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, have, oh. I have not been so upset as I was when I put Plume Valley on cassette. You, oh, you cut out there. Say that again? Oh, I'm Plume Valley by Windows 96. Oh. I've been waiting yeah. so long for a physical, and that came out, and that's exactly what happened to me. I just hit oh. my head on the keyboard. <laughs> like, No. Yeah, man, missing that. I was grocery shopping and that haircuts from in. I got the email four minutes too late. <laughs> you like drop everything and just whip out your No, yeah. I, I usually set alarms for like high profile releases. Like obviously, um, mm. uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on it because I'm such a dumb Flamingo Funk. No, 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 not that one. I did. Oh, I yeah, set that alarm one. for that. That one too. The, uh, That's how I got a uh, mini disc. Uh, what's the last St. Pepsi album? The one that came out in 
foil gold. I'm blanking out. Empire, 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 Empire State. Building. Empire State. Whatever yeah. it's called. Building, yeah, like yeah. I, I was at work and everything. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. Just like sitting there looking at the clock, refreshing. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I'm using it like that. Low key, low key. I kind of enjoy it too. I feel like it's a it's a part of this for some reason. Oh, yeah, it is. Adrenaline rush. I've definitely slowed way down. Um, <laughs> but for instance, um, I really wanted the haircuts from Men Tape, or not Tape, but sorry, uh, album today. Especially that one that was like looks like it's like emerald colored. I don't even know what you call that color of the vinyl. That was crazy. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's actually going to look like that. that one. I was really what glad was they did the, the staggered release so I could just do it at noon Pacific time instead of having to wake up mm-hmm. at god awful early morning. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You tweet. I saw your tweet about that. That's right. Yeah. So I refreshed at eleven fifty nine, and it was up. So I grabbed it, and when I was done, and I went back to the band camp, there was two copies left, and then I refreshed, and those were gone. Mm-hmm. So they were gone two minutes in. Well, here's a shout out for anyone who's listening to this. If anyone got an extra copy, hit me up, Andrew Future Funk Monthly, Twitter, Reddit, whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> huh? huh? I missed that. <laughs> But on the other side, I'm sure Gloopy Greg will be bought... selling one on Discogs. I hate paying overpriced. <laughs> Fuck those guys. I ain't got time for that. Yeah. Legendary scalper. Yeah. Wait, which one did you say? Rare limiteds? No, Gloopy Greg or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. See, man, I'm starting to learn all of them too. There's like a hand show up. I keep track of it because I'm a record label person, and yeah. like, I don't want that to happen. Not that we have anything that sells out in like ten minutes, but you know. I don't want people scalping stuff because we can always reissue it. Right, right. They probably oh, yeah. have their own podcast, all those high-level scalpers. <laughs> so, I like how... Uh, dark web podcasts. Yeah, right. they're like, all right, this is what you're going to scalp this month, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Neon City at, a, at one point in time was the worst, but uh, I like how he, Wraith, if that's how you pronounce it, Records is doing uh, it because like, like, hey, if it sells out, we'll just repress more. Mm-hmm. So people who wanted uh, Building a Better World and all that stuff, can get it because well yeah yeah cat corp yeah. has been really good about that and george clanton too i think he just presses things forever so everybody can get it no that's yeah what most indie and labels it, do yeah, yeah. And that's, that's I mean, great they, I, you do different colors and they do different variants but like you look at like pop punk records and like shoegaze bands and emo bands they got like six seven eight different so editions many. and they're like 500 yeah. to a thousand records like touche and more that band has like seven pressings of their I big records you know and title fight like title fight is like a bunch of pressings of floral green mm-hmm. like that's what take, people uh, should be doing i don't yeah. think it's that uncommon like outside of more genres besides those one i think it's just really on vaporwave and future funk where i think and, and maybe synthwave as well where a lot of uh the releases are are always very exclusive there's always like uh uh um, a limited print and then another one only comes out like three years later well, and no one in the scene is selling like fifty thousand copies of anything. True. I mean, on a on the scale of what a, how big a, a record label could get, we're all still pretty on the small side. So you got to do are a, some that are getting there though. A lot of small runs. Uh, what do you think the biggest run has ever been for a, a vaporwave release? Uh, I mean, over ten thousand, even. No, not ten. Well, we'll never know how many Macintosh Plus records have been pressed because the plant just keeps doing them. Like those are all plant bootlegs that are coming out now. All the floral shops. Yeah, like Mm. the clear ones, like the one I have. But like my pet flamingo's done a couple 
thousand copies of the last flamingo funk i believe right mm-hmm. especially when you consider yeah. it's a double lp so you double that number for how many actual records were pressed because the price comes down based on how many records you press right so yeah. maybe incubo by surfing that had a lot yeah, yeah. surfing had a yeah that's a lot um so we yeah. think it's like a couple thousand that'd be Maybe and floor yeah. stops a weird case because like yeah. or some dude in a factory in Russia is just doing that every day for the rest of his life now. Mm-hmm. Like well, that's his job to make floral shop up, vinyl. If you include pressings, two eight one four is birth and a new day had a lot of pressings. Yeah, that had a lot as well. Like every one was a couple hundred, and they've done it multiple times. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, not to shit on it, I own the second pressing. Uh, it's not that good. Pretty shrill. Sounding. I have the first, the black one, and the second, and I I couldn't hear that much of a difference. I have the tape. Well, I have the I don't even call it remastered or second press mm-hmm. tape. The one where they had to like they print the cover the, on the, the tape LED kind of print. thing, mm-hmm. yeah. not the OG one yeah. that one everyone wanted. But I have that, and I have the second pressing of the vinyl record, and the tape sounds actually way better than the vinyl. Oh, at least when I listen to it. I've thought about getting some 2814 vinyl, but maybe I'll just get the newest reissues. Maybe HKE actually got them remastered and pressed better. Oh, and speaking of just pressing and everything, I can go on the record and not trying to brag at all, but as someone who owns both the red and the black version of St. Pepsi's Hit Vibes, there's no difference. That sounds like a brag. The only reason I got the the red one is because I got it from Essential. You bragged that last time, man. Come on, get out of here with the bullshit. Hey, at least I'm not the guy who it's buys gonna be another one reissued with the next Skylar Spence record. I'll get it yeah. then. Hopefully, yeah. we do. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out. Like, it, yeah, I I literally only got it so Skylar Spence or Ryan could sign it to me personally because I thought that'd be a little nice. Like, there's a great story. Check it out. Thanks, Pepsi. <laughs> I was like, oh, hell yeah. Nice. I got so really excited. jealous of that. And I feel kind of bad for him because he was like holding that really dear to him. And then some people went up, got it signed, and were like scalping it on Discogs some, do- some days later. Yeah. And he called him out. He's like, fuck you. Also, Man. for anyone who's listening to this, and probably not Ryan, aka St. Pepsi, so good. I felt so, so, so bad this something i said to him which came out wrong because i was just nerves and everything obviously been all day and i was drinking a bit but he i talked to him and everything and he's like i'm so nervous and i said you should be i was like why did i say that to him <laughs> no that's good maybe it's because it's natural i hope i hope i hope he heard it as you shouldn't be is what i'm hoping because he was taught his girlfriend was there she seemed so supportive and so sweet and so nice and uh, he was like, you know, we're just talking to him, bullshit, and right from like, like, dude, you're about to make like, you know, vaporwave history again or whatever. So everyone's so excited to see you. I was just talking to him, and he was just, you know, he was obviously his nerves were kicking in. He just said, I'm, I'm so nervous, and I yelled right at him, "You should be." I was, Why did I say that? <laughs> I don't know, man. When I've played live, I always take it as like, you know, I'm nervous because I care about doing exactly. If I yeah. didn't give a shit, I wouldn't be nervous at all, and then you know, it, the performance would probably suck. So. there's something to say about being nervous for a performance that gives you that extra adrenaline rush like i know shows where i'm actually nervous to play with my band like it always goes somewhere somewhere goes somewhere different than it would if we were just comfortably playing the same songs we always play agreed andy can comment this as well but one i I don't want to say if it was like a undervalued or 
whatever set, but Vaporer's set killed it. Just shout out to Vaporer for being at the first econ. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Oh, yes. dude, that was fucking amazing. That one Vapor was, so was nuts in like all the best ways. I was like, was oh, my favorite. Yeah. That, that's someone I like believe should be like touring the U.S. and like could do oh. that at this point. Like, hell yeah. Yo, didn't so he many smash into a his fucking music. laptop or something? So much. Yeah, yeah he did. Second, the second one. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. <laughs> fucking wild, man. Michelle is there. I fucking love like all of his albums, especially Polychromatic Compiler. Or oh, I just right. got that on vinyl. I just got the Blood Honey version of that on vinyl. Mm-hmm. So good. It's beautiful. Jealous, man. He played oh. a track off that at the first Electron Con. He's like talking on the mic. He's like, hey, he wants to get fucking weird. He's like ripped like super fast song <laughs> off Polychromatic. I was like, dude, Vapor is the man. Oh, he was just good. He's oh. so nuts in all the right ways. Dude, Andrew, cool. you should have been at the He's after great. party for the second one because when he DJed, he played all of his like super fast shit, and it was just oh, nuts, just man. like so fast the whole time, way faster than all the other like DJs playing Future Funk, and everyone was just like, "This is fucking crazy." Nightcore. What's, Jeff- what's and, and the he- average BPM for Damn. Future Funk? One twenty. One twenty. Right on the nose. I would say one eighteen yeah. to one twenty eight. Yeah. And what uh, do you think he was playing at? Oh, over one forty. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> It's yeah. not like drum and even bass BPM, Duke songs. Almost drum and bass BPM, yeah. Like 160? Well, he was saying that, like, oh, I haven't DJed in a long time and asked Skeleton Lipstick to give him some, like, you know, tips before his set, and then, like, stepped up and did, the, like, the most amazing thing. It was crazy. Like It's a little late to be asking for un- tips by then. Unbelievably talented. No, well, uh, Skeleton Lipstick <laughs> taught great. Negative Gemini how to DJ at that point in time, like, in real time. When she did the party, really? So you do this, you slide over, you hit the sync button, make sure it sounds all right. And like, yeah, that was at the first econ. Oh wow! Um, and I mean, also, so I've, I've been uh, DJing with just. I'm not sure if he like taught her on stage there. I think she had done it before, but he was like doing the same thing he kind of did with Vape Air, giving her tips because I was standing on that stage behind Negative Gemini when she started her DJ set, and uh, it wasn't totally oh, that vibe. She knew what she was doing. Yeah, I was hanging out with the Virtua 94 Terminal yeah. Chill guys, being their hype man on stage, and I was standing behind him. He was giving her tips, but like she knew what she was doing. It wasn't okay, like well, it yeah, wasn't okay. it wasn't like that total like from zero to one hundred. Yeah, the hardest part is is listening to two tracks. Yeah, which one is which? Be able to line them up. That was like a mental exercise that took me a very long time to develop. I mean, someone can just be like, "Here's left, here's right, here's the crossfader," but you know that doesn't give you the skills to beat match. Just get yeah, that sync button, baby. Uh, the Skyler the Econ, Econ too. Uh, after our DJ set was real nice. He was loving it. I've never seen that guy smile so much. Yeah, at the that second awesome. econ to or at the second econ after party, Skeleton Lipstick did pull someone out of the crowd and showed them how to do like some DJing stuff and essentially had them like DJ part of his set, which was really funny. Interesting. Dude, oh, cool. Yeah, Skeleton Lipstick's awesome. so cool. Oh my god, he's so cool. No, yeah, I love Skeleton Lipstick, and I really hope I can get a after party started with him for uh, essential. Yeah, I know. I know the terminally chill guys from Virtua ninety four want to go up. I haven't talked to them about exact plans, but we were all like, "Yo, this is sick! Essential twenty twenty, baby." Start talking to them. Get some interest. Well, my my primary homies are the San Diego guys who run the Picari Sweat DJ night. So we all were like figuring out what we're gonna do for Canada because we got to buy like expensive plane tickets, and I think we all have tickets to Essential already. But the next step is like getting plane tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys know uh, Future Otaku? 
Yeah, he's, he's from Mexico. So he's putting out a new record, and he's revealed that he's sort of made promises to bring us back to the early sounds of oh. Future Funk. I like the top comment in um, the Future Funk subreddit. What it was, it was like, oh, so plagiarizing 80 songs? Yeah, and- just going, uh, just being uh, making uh, lazy Future Funk and using it as a marketing ploy. <laughs> that's that's yeah. kind of what <laughs> some people were saying. And no offense, um, I've. What about I've, the aesthetic? I featured Future Otako many times, actually, in my Future Funk mixes, and yeah. he does has he actively or did actively at least message me saying, "Hey, bro, check out my new song," and I always appreciated it. Um, without getting too political on the situation or, you know, being mean or anything, I do appreciate it. But at the same time, I'm not looking forward to plagiarized disco songs and city pop songs that i've heard 20 times <laughs> i guess but isn't that vaporwave like oh dude, this is the eternal discussion here we are yeah vaporwave there's like some we all like artistic variation going on and some more experimentation even if it's not something over the top but at least with future funk feels like there's it's kind of lacking in that in like exploring territory and whenever somebody tries something like super different either people say it's french and reject it or uh they just kind of put it out to the side as like the oddball album you know yeah i mean it's yeah. a love-hate relationship to be honest um yeah, I, not, don't get not everything wrong, has to be different good, push the envelope i mean sorry go ahead mm. Oh, I was gonna say, like, don't get me wrong, like the genre is good. It's just and I really like and I like it a lot. There's a lot of albums I like it. It's just sometimes these things happen and I'm like a little bummed out and I'm like, why aren't people listening more to Waterbed by tendencies? Why aren't people listening more to um to like um Ramlar's new album, stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Marketing? Yeah, probably it's, that it's, as like, well. Part of its algorithms, though, like if people like really, you know, sped up samples with like big punchy EDM drums, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud are going to show them more of that stuff. And so it's we're, we're more at like the we're, at, we're we're stuck at the will of like the general public outside of like the close community of people who talk about future funk that just listen to it. Like my brother just loves a groomay songs and listens to the same three songs over and over. And they're ones with very obvious samples, but like, I love those songs too. And I put them in my DJ set cause people like when you play them live, mm-hmm. just like young bass songs, you know? Yeah. People like hearing young bass songs live cause they actually might know it. Like the guy yeah. who's the calendar dude at the bar where I'm booking my event, he knows like, uh, of like Macross and Young Bay and like the more like very popular things that have come out of Future Funk, but he didn't know he was a fan of Future Funk till I was like, "Yeah, that's Future Funk, dude. That's what I'm gonna come DJ at the spot," mm-hmm. and he was all about it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, he doesn't know things, that there's man. producers like Future Girlfriend, but like I love Future Girlfriend. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. a marketing thing. I don't know. Like it's just it's Look just at that album, like, Mario. There's a big discrepancy between like the really, really big future funk producers and like the mid tier and small ones. And I don't know. I wonder how the hell you gotta, how, how you're gonna climb that. Like, it's not like a, how do I put this? Yeah, I don't know, man. I just wish there, there was more attention being given to a lot of artists that I really appreciate in the mm-hmm. scene. For sure. 
That's why we have a lot of them on the show. (laughs) We'll see how good the album does. I don't know. Things just blow up on Reddit sometimes for no reason. Um, There's a great example of that. What's her name? Mrs. uh, Maggie.Wave. They're on the business casual, like that tape is on business casual right now. You can go buy it. It's yeah. freaking, um, it's super amazing album. It's like all original for the most part, I think. Um, the Reddit post did really well, the, the hype post, but the actual post of it being for sale didn't do nearly as well. I saw that. Yeah. I was surprised. Do you, but, you know uh, what? You know? Arena Fantasy? Is that the album you're talking yeah. about? That's right. Yeah, yeah. The algorithms on Reddit are so weird because like people see different posts depending on how quickly people upvote it, the time of day it's posted, how many people in whatever time zone are able to just like be on Reddit to upvote it at that moment. And there's no rhyme or reason. A lot of people, especially label owners, have been trying to figure it out. But for me, I just started telling artists like post it yourself. People at least are going to be more sympathetic to an artist being like, this is my music. Tell me what you think. As opposed to like mm-hmm. a label going like buy this tape from us, it's a different relationship. Yeah, I agree right. with that. Yeah, that's a great point. So I I want to play some of this album uh, right now just to you know give people a chance to hear it, and then you can go buy the tape. <laughs> on the edits cutting the music in and out but uh yeah that shit is freaking dope like the guitar work there's so many layers and it's so like many... the inventory screen for a dreamcast game that's all i can think of i literally just <laughs> bought a video cable for my dreamcast today so i can use it again oh my god yeah that's, nice. that's totally that aesthetic it just pops into my head uh just wanted to give a quick shout out and speaking of um physical stuff coming out so if anyone's familiar with Camino 84, I just Come got on, from his mailing list, I got a postcard in the I've never seen this before in my life. It's on my Twitter too. I'll try and hold on, I'll try and post it in the group chat too. Um, I got a postcard that you could play 
a sample of his song on vinyl record from oh, postcard was, record. Those are so sick. Yeah, I was. I've never. Damn, I'm on his mailing ever, list. Oh, I should have given him my address. Damn it. Oh, I'm surprised. Damn. I love Camino. He's another but person no. that's like taken like his music in an all original direction. Maggie, that thing, the Maggie dot wave we just listened to, like and his stuff. There's a lot of producers going that direction. Like Cobalt Road, I think, is doing that too. It's uh, just like originally Cobalt. produced music, and it's really funky, and it's like it's it's really good stuff that feels vaporwave because it feels conceptualized as vaporwave or conceptualized as mm-hmm. future funk. Oh, I agree. There's a lot of artists figuring out how to make all original things that sound like they sampled something old. Uh, I think uh, Cobalt Road's case is a little different, though, because he's going more into a like a straight up disco direction, and and that's kind of how he's labeling himself as well. So he's a bit dis- distancing himself from the from the scene. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Also, shout out because he's from Florida too. So Florida boys represent. Florida boys include me, Cobalt Road, Dan Mason, and Ed Dot or Electronic Dreams, as you might know. Electric Dreams. So, thank you. Electric dreams. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, I've met David quite a few times in real life, and he—that's his real name, not to okay. dox him. But uh, he's an awesome guy. Love uh, Ed, as I call him. Dude, this Camino postcard's so sick. I wish I had one yep. of those. Yeah, it was really uh, cool. And he was—he's like, yeah, no one's been posting anything, so I thought they might not have got delivered. I was like, I got one. I should just um, message him and be like, yo, send me one. I'll hella post that shit. Yeah, I he, have he postcard records. Up- <laughs> They're so cool. He's all about, um, you know, trying to as well, like, I guess, be promo and get his name out there, which, of course, don't blame him. So he's like, please uh, post this if you can. I said, oh, of course, my man. You've done great. I was even um, nice. toot my own horn here, but I was a uh, acoustic guitar in one of his remixes. So uh, oh, nice. I appreciate, <laughs> appreciate the reach out to me. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, I, I think remember you now as the guy that's he does guitar for everybody. Yeah, well, that's your thing. Now Rogers of Future Funk. <laughs> Even though, I, I think it's really interesting how there have been a lot of vaporwave artists that go on to like try and do all original stuff, whether there is singing or not. Like years ago on Bedlam Tapes, there was Daniel Saylor, who was a uh, Windows ninety eight, who did mm-hmm. that album that had like all live instrumentation on it, and they made a big deal about it and put it on vinyl. I don't remember exactly how it went, but there's been a lot of people doing that. Another one is, I, um, I think they should not be trying to move away from vaporwave, but be like, look, this still fits with the vibe of vaporwave. I would still DJ a Camino track alongside future funk, you know, like that song standing back up super dank. Like I totally DJ that alongside of like stuff on the slower side, you know, to be fair mm-hmm. in Camino's defense. Cause I'm sure he would say this if he was here to talk about himself, he has never ever produced a future funk or vaporwave track. He distances himself from all of that. Obviously, he's involved in a little bit, but he refuses to say any of his music is related to that. Yeah, it's super interesting because people in those communities love his music. I feel like he has a lot of fans in those communities, you know? Yeah, and ironically, two of his best selling albums are the um, Yacht uh, Business Casual. Yeah, I got both of them. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> They're, I, I actually love them. Don't, I love him too. I'm like, dude, these rock. And he, it's funny because he, it, it's not like he did it as a joke or anything. Obviously, he, he meant it seriously when he put those out, but he just, I think, from what I understand from talking with him, his interpretation is it's funny how those are the highlights of his music. He's like, these are literally just other people's music. 
if he goes because <laughs> he puts yeah. a lot of he puts That's a lot of effort into his own original music and everything right so, yeah. and going and going that route and trying to like be an indie artist and marketing yourself is super hard it's a little bit easier if you have some sort of no. background or other communities to lean on i mean no he i wish him the best all and about it i i lo- can't wait to hear his album yeah me too uh wish him the best too i know he's trying really hard and good for him and all that uh, and good stuff and it's so funny because he's so knowledgeable about me like he'll give like and some of the discords we're in like if uh nuno can probably back me up on this but like yeah. he'll give like full-blown like music lectures on the histories of like this artist or that artist like i don't know it's like behind the music kind of stuff see i yeah. love that shit. i used to be all about that everyone. in college He's the one that everybody goes to whenever you need like some serious feedback on like how to uh, market yourself, uh, some some like uh, unknown fact about some music genre like yacht rock. He's overall a very nice guy. Um, I really like mm-hmm. him a lot as well. And his music like influenced me a crap ton, a crap ton on his on his on my latest record. Like um, you guys know that uh, Sydney Gish feature he did, like yeah. the song Oh My. Like that is so good. I mm-hmm. I feel kind of bad that like he just you know like you guys were just saying that he only is known for his vaporwave stuff because he is a great like pop and indie songwriter as well, mm-hmm. and he yes, deserves he the is. recognition. Isn't that a thing that happens with some artists though? They make like a song that they didn't care about. They're like, I don't want to play this fucking thing anymore. I hate this song. But you know, it's like it's like a it's what everybody wants to hear. And it's contrary to you as an artist being like, no, this is this is like my worst stuff. You should listen to this. Your listeners decide, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just think it's um, it's obviously the listener's decision. But at the same time, it's also um, it's it, it's kind of a it's a double-edged sword like in one way yeah you got you got your listeners uh like promote pro, not promoting but sharing and engaging with some of your music but on the other end you're also like busting your ass off to have something better every time and people are just not really interested in it so at least mm. at least sometimes i just straight up think about it when people only want to listen to my song best friend and not my record maybe i should just you know not make music anymore if people are just okay with those two songs you know it's kind of stupid but it it, it does get a little demotivating here and there because yeah, it's just a tough like, place to be in artistically yeah and then if you also go back to that sound people will call you a sellout so like yeah <laughs> yeah you, you I do think people should it. worry less about being considered sellouts. The idea of selling out now is like really passe. Even like punk bands, you know, don't even like think about it that much. But yeah, it's hard to bring your audience along with you. A... You know, it's it's very hard to do that, and that's kind of the challenge of I think contemporary artists is if you're interfacing directly with your fan base, you got to keep bringing them along for the ride. Like I I worry about the trucks passing trucks project where like I only have the Wave Race album, some scattered tracks here and there. Like when I put out the new stuff i've been working on which is a mix of things not just sampled video games like is anyone gonna care mm-hmm. i worry about that for sure but that doesn't stop me from making music and it's a tough barrier to break through i i'm lucky i think i've broken through it just because i've been in so many failed bands in the past but you never know when something's gonna take off or be like popular or when someone's gonna like a new track so you gotta just make the new thing and just try and get it out there see if people appreciate it well, that's true. The new yeah, weird thing that you do could be 
You know, you're always if you're taking that you risk. Cut out. Oh, I did. Yeah. Say it again. I was saying, you know, if you're doing some weird new thing that you're into, that could end up being bigger than what you were doing before, though, as well. You're always sort of weighing the risk versus reward of like, do I put out another album that sounds very much the same because I knew it did well? Or do I go for like something just totally fucking weird because I love it and maybe it maybe it's bigger than what I had. And people kind of. I remember like this song I used to love. I forget what band it was by, but they did a they did a version of it. And in like 1991, and it didn't do very well. They did another version of it on their second record that didn't do very well. And then like 10 years went by and then they put it out again on their next record, like another different remastered version. It's a rock song. So they Mm -hmm. didn't really change that much more like the mix. And that's when it fucking exploded. And all you, all of you know, this song, Uh, let me try and fucking think of, think of what it was here. But it's so funny how like, and you guys probably know other examples of that too. Like people put albums out and, Oh yeah. You know, it'll just, oh yeah. They, they just pick up Steam years later or something like that. Like they released it's Anchor just random, really. So it was a complete failure, and then ten years it's later, random. it's like the anthem of all yep. sad oh, people on the yeah. internet. For real, <laughs> I mean, American uh, football. Have any of you guys been playing Death Stranding on PlayStation? No. no. So, the, so what's relevant to this podcast is that the the director of that game, Kojima. He's got this eclectic taste in music, and he happened to be listening to this Icelandic band. They're called Low Roar. And, like, they're this little, like, indie, you know, they're not very popular as far as I know outside of Iceland. But he creates this game that everyone's crazy about, and he pretty much uses them for half the soundtrack. And now I go, and I was trying to find the vinyl today because it's amazing music, and it's, like, all sold out everywhere, you know? So this is exactly what you were saying, Indy. I mean, like, th- when they recorded those albums, they didn't know that in eight years, this Japanese guy was going to come along and pick it up and put it in his video game and totally change the perception now of that music. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. They're going to be way bigger than they ever, you know, would have been without that inclusion in that soundtrack. Right. That's why I said before, like, you just got to persist. Maybe I didn't mm-hmm. uh, word it well, like when I said, do I just stop making music when it's more like, do I just stop releasing music on that project? You know, like stopping making music is fucking stupid. You just like, if, if you like it, fucking keep doing it. But mm-hmm. I agree 100% with what you just said. Like there are way too many cases now with the internet of like old albums and uh, just people that were completely forgotten for years, like resurfacing and doing better than ever. Right, right. Uh, I meant to say it way earlier. It doesn't have much context now, but people who made a song that doesn't necessarily represent what they want to do. Uh, two popular examples are uh, the old indie, well, not old, but MGMT. Uh, with that's the song what I was Kids. thinking, yeah. Um, they hate that song. They hate that whole thing, but... <laughs> okay. Uh, and the other one was nirvana with smells like teen spirit that was a joke song and it made oh, yeah. the most popular band in the world <laughs> they absolutely hate it's a it, it's a tongue-in-cheek song and you know it just happens yeah. like you like everyone's like play smells like teen spirit like well, oh god no you guys want to know a crazy song. story all right yes. uh, you it has a very Kurt tragic Cobain. ending actually but it's similar it's interesting you guys know that uh Sweet cherry pie. Oh, I Warren, heard those guys. Warren. Yeah. So Warren. he yeah. was in a popular 
rock band and then his producer i guess was like i need a hit i need the number yeah. one hit because they just finished an album That's and he, he didn't it's the album crazy. didn't really have one so he wrote that song and then the fucking media took over that song and like marketed it everywhere and he couldn't go anywhere and he was like a big kind of tough motherfucker you know couldn't go anywhere without being the sweet cherry pie guy and he shot himself yeah he hated it specifically yeah. because of the song because of how much he hated yeah, it yeah dude like his life it's went been documented many that. times in different places over the years yeah wow like you fell into the yeah, only reason but stuff yeah, yeah exactly well for sure but i just like it's so crazy how your life can <laughs> change like that it's funny, so random it's funny so it's you say like, that maybe we don't want our songs to in be... a vh1 yeah. uh like, right not behind the music or anything but like uh, just an interview and he told the same exact story. He just said, like, well, the record company wanted to hit. So oh. one day we just wrote the Sweet Cherry Pie. He's like, next thing you know, my morning Sweet Cherry Pie, my life Sweet Cherry Pie. There's girls with tattoos on their tits called, called Sweet Cherry Pie. He's like, a Sweet Cherry Pie all yeah. day. And like, you could just tell Jeez. in that moment. And this is like the late 90s, maybe early 2000s when he was giving this interview. He just looked so upset and depressed about it. Like, he's like, he, he hated it. But like, that's what his uh, legacy was, was Sweet Cherry mm-hmm. Pie. Hmm. Like well, crazy. you wrote it. Dumbass, Tragic. I don't tell you. Yeah, I guess yeah. I, I haven't had to experience that. But from like being outside that, I feel like, man, you did something that a bunch of people got into. Is it just the repetition of it that gets to you? Like it becomes a nightmare that like it's you like wrestling around at night, being like, oh, I can't get out of my head. You know what? Some people but, uh, embrace it. You know the guy. What's his name? Um, Harold. It's he's a, he's the meme guy with this the old guy with the smile. Oh, is he like, yeah, he's Some, using a bunch of like sales ads, but he he embraces yeah. the fact that he's a meme. It's like stock photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It kind of ruined his life for a bit, but he kind of figured out a way to embrace it and have it like make his life better. Yeah. I don't know. what What's his name? It's something, something. Bad Harold. luck, Harold. Harold's correct. Oh, Hide no. the pain, Harold. Yeah, right. Um, On this. Shout out to him. <laughs> You know, there's actually like a support group for people that end up in viral memes and then don't know how to deal with it. Really? Yeah, I read I, that the I, other day. Makes sense. And so all these, there's like a room somewhere, like in a church, where like the the chairs are in a circle, and like each person in a chair is like uh, a famous meme. Yeah, and they're all sitting Cut there, like again. being like, "It's okay. This is how you deal with this." <laughs> all right, what's your meme? Uh, that's so that's tragic. <laughs> there's a meme lot of articles synonymous. About, uh, overly attached girlfriend remember that one oh, mm. oh yeah she got real yeah, depressed too yeah. i remember that poor little she girl she did but then I she pulled out video. of it and she became she you know it's like what you said and she kind of embraced it and like she started helping other meme people mm-hmm. not to get <laughs> other people's business because honestly i don't know it but for the sake of talking and i'll get right out of the subject i hope uh good old ryan aka skylar spence doesn't get down the road because if anyone follows him on social media obviously he you're, seems to have some trouble cutting out. am i cutting out still yeah oh. you're cutting oh, out hard on. boy but we, we got it skylar spence i can't comment and everything but just uh because i you know don't personally know him but I, I if anyone follows skylar spence aka ryan on social media he seems to have some troubles with you know i don't know he'll go on some bouts about um not to say his mental health but just like things suck and everything and i know he's trying really really hard to write a new skylar spence album 
And I just really hope people are like, well, this doesn't sound like St. Pepsi or this doesn't sound like that because I'm sure it's the last thing he wants to hear. It's on the related subject, you know, uh, like, oh, this isn't your uh, smells like teen spirit that I'm so used to, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah well, it's, it's probably going to happen. Like, you can't control it, whatever. Well, it's just challenging to navigate as an artist when, like, you have a body of work. Because St. Pepsi wasn't just, like, one album, you know? And it wasn't just one song that people really liked. No, no. And of course it's it wasn't. challenging to have a body of work that's previously defined you, and you're trying to move on to something else for a myriad of reasons. It's not just that he doesn't want to be St. Pepsi anymore. Clearly, he enjoyed doing St. Pepsi at the Electronicons, but yes. there's so many things wrapped up in it legalistically with all the samples and being signed to an indie label and just like trying to focus on your work. It's hard when there's so many distractions and people coming at you being like, St. Pepsi this, Skylar Spence that, and then the business on top of all of it. And then holding yeah. down a job and he does recording for other people and works at a studio. I mean, it's a it's a really busy and active and probably anxiety-ridden environment to be in so props to him for being able to continue to put out music and do what he's doing you know because i got a lot of love for saint pepsi and i can't wait to hear the next skylar spence album as well yeah that's a good perspective i could see it frustrating me when i'm trying to do new things that i'm really into everyone is they just want to hear old stuff and it's holding me back you know or being tangled up in some yeah. sort of like copyright struggle with something I did when I thought no one would ever yeah. listen to it. Yeah. You just got to do it. And if it's not as big, whatever, you know, I mean, I was super excited to see that he made part like, of the journey Pepsi album. And it seemed like it was a, a good thing for him, like emotionally, like make it and get it out there. Mm. And exactly. I was glad that we got mannequin. Uh, yeah. It's actually my like yeah. favorite St. Pepsi album right now. I feel like in a way yeah. he was trying to it's redeem his tight. legacy because when he made the, the old St. Pepsi albums, even if they are really nice, uh, he was like he didn't he didn't have the same knowledge he had now. So I think it's really cool that he's putting out a record that is like, Hey guys, I'm back, but this time I'm I, I've learned a lot. Here's what I got going on, my interpretation of what I did like back then you know what i mean yeah, yeah. i appreciate it, that a ton it's, it was a real treat yeah it was yes it was and i'm looking forward to whatever skylar spence p- puts out because personally i really love the skylar spence album prom king like that's a great effort of an album with the uh whatever you want to call it new disco original tracks and everything yes. mm-hmm. indie pop sort of thing as well yeah yeah and i i love his singing personally i mean Dude, he's such a good singer. Yeah, yeah, he's so hard on himself. I feel like, and like, that's no great. Idea. Like live, seeing him do it, I was like, "Whoo, yeah, dude!" Like, that's not an easy thing to do when you're nervous as fuck to just go out and like sing in front of everyone during a St. Pepsi set. Like, whoa! Yeah, with guitar and that everything. Was cool. It's amazing. <laughs> I saw the first time I saw him live was when Adion, which, by the way, amazing show all together. But I was, I went with a friend. I'm like. This is like before Future Funk even being someone playing live. You know, Future Funk was just an internet genre slash meme. And I was like, holy shit, we're going to see Future Funk live. Skylar Spence is going to be there. And he played, you know, like the song Better and everything. He DJed. And it, if I had a toupee, it would have been blown off. <laughs> so he's got two other aliases I didn't know about. Amelia Air. And the cold Napoleons. Have you guys heard and of Cash Wednesday. I've heard of Amelia Aaron, yeah. There Have was you? a big hype about it on the subreddit like uh when it came out a year or two ago. 
Yes, Amelia Earhart is a uh, co-project with The Knox, who is a, also a native New York band who uh, do like new disco. I've mm-hmm. seen them live as well, and they're great. Um, they're doing very good for themselves. I'm glad uh, Ryan, a.k.a. Skyler Spence, a.k.a. St. Pepsi, hooked up with um, them, and they released uh, an all-sample-based album, which is – I liked it. It got mixed reviews from a lot of people, but I heavily enjoyed it to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his other, like, very kind of, I don't want to say secret, but, like, r- like the stuff he, like, wouldn't release on anything else is called Cash Wednesday. Um, oh. And I've liked everything I've heard from that, too. Uh, I think he's a talented man. And That's he was here, man. I would tell him I love, I love him and I respect him, and I even give him a kiss. I love you, St. Pepsi. Cash Wednesday <laughs> stuff is really nice, especially... It was especially really cool hearing it because a lot of people were kind of having a sort of um, post uh, it vibes hangover, so it really cured that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, so people Can go through these alias. You know, he's got like four or five. What about you guys? You, I, you I only have one. Up. I've always had one. Ever split your alias to try to explore something new? Uh, I not only have this one, and I just I just do whatever I want on this one. For a while, I was like. Oh, I, that's what I'm only, feeling too. Yeah, like people only wanted to hear future funk, and I was like, okay, fuck it, I'll just do synth pop, industrial metal, <laughs> future bass, whatever fucking comes out. I don't care. Uh, I yeah. just, yeah, I just think you need to like embrace uh, more of who you are as an artist, and not the 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 trends you want to chase, or else you're just gonna fit into one box forever. And once that trend dies, you're gonna die with it. Your, you know yeah, I mean? your artist name then becomes so attached, it it doesn't swim anymore. Exactly, people. I think people need to like listen to you because of um, of of your style and not because of a genre. At least yeah. that's my way of looking at it. No, but I don't that's only have two metal bands. That's really about it. Qu- yeah. Question is though, if you change your name, what is the goal with your new project? Is it to get as many listeners as you used to have? Or is it to make other stuff? Well, my first thought would be, you don't want to alienate the old people. Next time you release an album and it's something totally different, they go, I'm done with you. You know, you suck now. Yeah. I've seen multiple cases, uh, just to kind of touch on the whole thing. Obviously, I don't produce electronic music so much. Um, No, I wanted to to make it a discussion topic. But um, I'm I'm devil's advocate right now. I'll keep it. I've never... I've DJed actually a lot of clubs and had residencies at clubs back in the day. And mm-hmm. even then I struggled to come up with a name like uh just I'm not real name, DJ Andrew Turner. I don't know what to tell you. Just call but, me Andrew. Yeah, exactly. Uh Future Funk Monthly stuck as far as this whole project. But uh I've been in five, six different bands. So, you know, different mm-hmm. bands obviously have different names and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um and then just to laugh on the subject, I was in a band for a minute that um, they were a different band with a totally different sound. And the guitar player slash whatever decided, I want to be in a chill band. I want you to play live bass and drums with me. And he took the, this is way back in the day, MySpace days, if anyone even remembers that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he said, like uh, he, he took, um, the MySpace band page and everything else uh, related to it and just change the name to keep the old fans. So I'm touching on that subject too. So next thing you know, it went from uh, 
Uh, I doubt they'll ever listen to this, but it went from Aria Novus to mute speak in a, overnight. So, you know, like what? Like I'm yeah. following now, and like he uh, he didn't care. He's like, I'm just going to keep all the same fans and update them. And the next thing you know, it went from post indie rock to straight up chill wave music. And he. Well, so that. what was the result in that case? Did did he get more popular? Did he lose listeners? Uh, after that, to, I mean, no offense to them and us, but weren't that big to begin with? So well, sure, but still, I mean, you know, if you had 400 listeners, now you have two. What you know? What uh, it, it was harder. Play? It was a lot uh, harder to track data in the MySpace days. All you could see was like your plays on MySpace and what you sold. So I think it's well, kind of hard to gauge. Whereas today we have so many yeah, metrics to gauge how popular a band is. That's true. very, very, very true. Uh, but because I was hella active in the MySpace days. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, but to I guess just commentate on it. Uh, I guess it more or less stayed the same. I mean, to be because I was actually in both of those bands. Mm-hmm. I was in his rock band playing bass and they said and he knew i like electronic music so he said hey do you want to play bass and maybe even live drums or whatever and the chill wave project and the uh, people who came out to the shows and everything was more or less the same so seriously that no, no impact scenario, really in that case yeah yeah it was like you know it was mostly because like in our scene and everything here it was mostly a lot of friends anyways like you know friends supporting friends wasn't yeah. like, again Wait, is this in cleveland no, 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 I don't. Oh. Uh, who lives? In oh, Ohio? you're in Florida. Just kidding. Yeah, Who's I'm in Ohio? Florida, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah okay. I was say I know people who play in bands down in Florida, and, <laughs> and oh yeah, I I know a lot of local bands in Florida. Specifically, like all my friends were just there for Fest recently in in Gainesville. Oh, Fest is so fun, especially pre-Fest. Which I think they stopped doing. Yeah, but, I wanted to go this year, but then instead I went to two Electronicons. <laughs> to be honest, I take the Electronicons over Fest. Yeah, ditto. Man, Dude, I guess I feel like I have a pretty interesting perspective on all this because like Trucks Passing Trucks, as far as most people know, is just like the Wave Race album to them. And yeah, agreed. In term, I, still, I, think in I, term, from I, I couldn't name another one of your albums, honestly. There isn't Same. any other albums. There's like some EPs and scattered tracks. But mm-hmm. like for me performing, like I'm just continuing to use Trucks Passing Trucks to basically DJ Future Funk. I mean, there's some I made some of my own edits, but for the most part, like I tried to do a set over a year ago where I was like kind of playing some of my own, mostly my own stuff and tried to incorporate wave race things. But like as someone doing like live entertainment, like I just wanted to play future funk and I just want to be DJ and I'm just going to use the same name. I don't really have a problem with that. And I don't think it's like misleading to anyone because there isn't that much to go off of with trucks passing trucks. But I do wonder what's going to happen as I release new music. Cause like I have three different kind of projects in the works like i told indy in my interview and one Mm -hmm. of them is more vapor trap one of them is like the future funk remixes and edits i've been doing and then some of it is more just like uh tumble wave (laughs) Mm. Mm. but i've been in so many bands that have had different names and a lot of my bands i've kind of just kept the names for like long periods of time as all the band members change and the sound kind of stays the same but i've even made up different names for just different configurations of the bands and when you're in like a local scene like it sounds like the band you were talking about andrew it almost doesn't matter as much but i think at vaporwave we put like a big emphasis on it because that's all we see and all we know about people is their aliases and their online 
right. persona yeah, related 100%. to that alias. So what I think is interesting about me personally is like a lot of people interact with, interact with me as Pacific Plaza and not as Trucks Passing Trucks. So like Trucks Passing mm-hmm. Trucks isn't a figure, but Pacific Plaza is, and I'm okay with being known that way. And a lot of people do find out that like I am both of those things, and it doesn't bother me if they do or don't know. I have this running joke with people that the entire vaporwave scene is just like operating under hundreds and hundreds of different aliases, but they don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, and it could, you know, it could be true. You never know. It's just fifty people living in a commune somewhere in Canada. <laughs> Indy knows that. Probably. This is just an internet. Everybody's power lunch. lunch. You're all power lunch. And Indy knows all of them. He connects us together. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm at the point where I'm like, I really different stuff. And I was considering this and I'm just going to keep using the same name forever. I just feel like it's me now. And sure, I feel like yeah. if you're trying to do your project or do, I guess, music and creative stuff as like a continuing, maybe not career, but like a passion and a hobby that gives back to you, it's better to stick with a name than make up a zillion different different like aliases like some producers make so much amazing music under like 10 different aliases and people don't realize it's all the same person who is just like insanely productive right and i right. think that some people end up getting frustrated that like oh my god why don't i get more attention and it's like because you had 10 different aliases yeah because <laughs> you you fractured your base yourself you know yeah well i have you know this isn't my job at all i have a day job and that that pays the bills this is nothing this is totally a side thing so like I do have the freedom to just be like, whatever, I'm going to make just what I want to hear. And if I get five people buying a tape, I still don't care. You know, I'm just happy I sold yeah. five. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys hear the, so uh, it's kind of big news for me. I don't know why people aren't celebrating it more, but there's a new Infinity Frequencies song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not on you want to play it? That's fucking crazy, right? I know, guys. Like, holy shit. Okay, I'm going to play it. Cue it up. <laughs> to hear those loops again mm. I don't know if you guys are into infinity frequencies that's kind of his style just looping one thing and making you kind of like transport yourself oh, it's very to chill. this new place yeah I hey. feel like the Chinese buffet down the street plays me that <laughs> that's yeah. why that's like <laughs> that's, that's the aesthetic that I imagine in my head it's interesting because that sample is like really famous as a minimal, early minimalist like composition by Eric Satie. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, really? Like you know specifically the artist? Oh yeah, uh-huh. that's definitely a, a piece by Satie. But I don't know what that's obviously like a flute-led version of it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the one that people use for the sad piano music. <laughs> he originally, I think, he composed that series of pieces as like furniture music. I think that was the concept furniture music mm. what, what yeah, was that let me just let me just quickly pull this up. i learned about this in like 
immune classes in college, but like, so uh, (laughs) it's like, it was originally composed to be background music. And it was coined by Zach. Yeah, but this is in like the early 1900s, like 1917 is the year that Eric Satie coined the term. And so he would make these pieces that you could like essentially play the same parts of it over and over and over. And it'd be like background music at like salons and stuff like that. And it's like an early form of minimalist music, essentially, and minimalist classical music. And it inspired a lot of the neoclassical people in like the like 50s, 60s and 70s and stuff. That's pretty fascinating. And, and, and no, it inspired early electronic perfect, music and tape loops. So people choice. would do this later with tape loops. And that's how like tape loop and electronic music kind of like came about for that is doing the similar thing of making furniture music and looping things and making background music out of any kind of like samples. So it was also dovetailing with like music concrete in the 60s to produce like all the kind of neoclassical stuff we heard mm-hmm. come out of mm-hmm. whatever all the John Cage's and people like that. And Steve Reich, since yep. you just mm-hmm. mentioned the tape loops and we are into repetitive music. It's going rain, right now. it's going rain, it's going, it's going, it's going rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. If you like electronic music and you haven't heard it's going to rain, gotta listen to it. Didn't someone make like a, um, a compilation remix of that thing? Like it was a lot of like electronic stuff or it was that or another steve reich piece but i remember reading about it while i was uh doing some studies for my music history class last semester yeah there's been Mm, a lot of like people who did early synthesizer music they're getting a lot of attention now and the people that work with like the bukla systems and all sorts of weird uh electronic stuff especially in like the bay area was really popular that's how i like found out about it because i went to school in the bay area and like the San Francisco Tape Society and Mills College and UC Berkeley had all these experimental composers with like the latest in tape technology and electronic and synthesizer and modular technology. <laughs> Super interesting. I love music history. <laughs> Music's so cool. Awesome. Well, yeah, I think it's interesting because you see certain themes repeated, you know? I mean, there's definitely an element of repetition of vapor. Here we are discussing like you know, furniture music from 1917 that was also concerned with short pieces of repetition yeah it's uh proto echo jams yeah piano <laughs> piano roll jams <laughs> but yeah that's the thing like I, I don't know who it was on one of the podcasts recently said like vaporwave it's been around forever it's just not been called that and it's just not been made with the same samples or with the same raw material but it mm-hmm. as a production process and it as like a way to make art whether it's visual or audio has been around for a long time, whether it's collage is similar to things people do for vaporwave art. Like it's all evolved from music in the past. Vaporwave has a history. And I think that's one of the things that makes it cool. Like it connects to all these weird things like ambient music and new age music and punk in some ways and early electronic and even classical music. I, I agree. And also, you know, part of it was only possible because of the internet, you know, it really began as an internet genre. I think that's what solidified it, sort of. Yep. And how you know, just the timing. How many other genres could that have happened to? You know. Yep. I mean, it's because at the time, like anonymity, that were um, really rich were the only only ones that had access to like really high end, um, uh, what is it called, art equipments and whatever, and equipment as well. So you didn't have as much experimentation going on, or that was being documented. Mm-hmm with yeah, like uh, yeah. the lower class but that's so but true I was, something i was going to say earlier is how nice it is that 
so many of these people don't need like all to play all these instruments and carry all this shit around um, in order to make music and get, send it to each other. Yeah, people like to say vaporwave is not political, but there's something political about the music being so proletarian and so accessible and easy for anyone to make. Doesn't necessarily mean they're making it well, but like there's something about that accessibility and that openness that's, uh, I think, somewhat inherently a political statement. Mm, true. Somewhat, yeah. Uh, so just to get into, does anyone have more on that topic or should we switch it up? I got some more news. Let's keep going with that news, baby. Um, so Junkmaker Sounds is closing their doors. Mm. See, there's someone Sadly. with punk influence. Uh, I just realized my mic was on wait, mute for wait like for a tweet the last tomorrow, and they're like, "Oh no, never oh, mind, shit, we're still Andrew. open." <laughs> that's, that's Who did that recently? So many times. Um, the floppy the label, Strudel, Strudel Soft. Oh, Strudel Soft. Yeah, well, Dude, loving no, I, I know the story behind no, that one. No, it's not. That one's all good. So, me and Carter are working on something right now. I was yeah, going to say, yeah. let's talk about how political future He's a dear is, friend. But that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the politics of the dance floor. It's internal politics. Well, okay, yeah. so back to your news, though. What was the reason given for, for shutting down? Was there any given? I don't know. They just, I think they just said, I love you or something. They just said, that's they it? They did that. Uh, I have a yeah, feeling, but... so from what I know of like the people or the person, I guess, kind of like behind Junk Maker Sounds, they had really like punk ethics to what they were doing and approached it in a very like DIY yeah, punk the band way. Camp. And it's they also play and in bands. And so I think they're definitely pretty focused on like playing with their band and working on their own music and running a label is just kind of something that was taking up a lot of time and they, they couldn't dedicate as much to it as they wanted maybe. But mm -hmm. they wanted to send it off in a good fashion, do a couple things to like close it out, which is a respectable way to do it. Yeah, that's cool. There's a tweet here. Scrap City isn't our final release. We get that y'all want us gone, but geez. <laughs> that bummed me out when I saw that tweet. I was like, oh, what? Yeah, yeah I know. There's a couple more projects that they're putting out. I think Sam Sack is... One of his mm -hmm. projects is coming out through there. One of the Vapor Space STL nice. fam has like one more yeah. thing that's going to come out through there. So they're just winding I down. I just wanted elegantly. to bring it up and say goodbye. I bought a lot of their tapes. Yeah, good people. ARB, I have to get the charger for my laptop because <laughs> we <laughs> ran get it. the whole 100%. <laughs> All good. Yeah, I think, didn't shit. they put like the Wilson Arcade album? They did. Yeah. yeah. That's the one I, I remember them the most for mm -hmm. um Brazil. anyone see what music the hang-ups music's the hang-up has been doing lately on his youtube channel i have not i'm not this cool too right now i mostly see there just, just check posts. it out just go there he's got like every day for the past it's like six days so far out of seven it seems He's been uploading like 30 second weather oh, or climate wave. I've been seeing clips. stuff like that. Yeah, he's been doing that on and Twitter too. All in Japanese. It's like, I don't know what he's doing. It's very interesting. I'm watching them every day. It's like, what is this building up to? Why is he doing it? What does it mean? Well, yeah, all seven of them are there, but one of them looks like it has an Asutenki album cover on it. The th number three of seven. Like they all seem like Asutenki Weather like Channel products. But yeah, I've been following that. Because he's reposting them on Twitter as well. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. The last video that he just put, well, he, he just posted eight hours ago, the, the full video, which is six minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, climate Wave, I feel like you could, oh, you could cool. go That's on forever. Like I, for some reason, I don't get sick of hearing weather reports in Japanese. 
right? I could I could collect the shit out of that. I could have a hundred. I like of the those. U.S. Yeah. ones too. Yeah, I like any I like any of them honestly. It, they inspire me. Like I kind of want to like make my own climate wave album. Like I almost started doing that for a minute. Oh yeah, man. And I like was collecting some samples, and I actually wanted to not do it as a climate wave album. But out here in California, we have a yearly wildflower report in the spring, Ooh. and these guys do like a podcast slash like newsletter every week during wildflower season and so i was thinking about taking last year's wildflower reports and doing music to them because we had the super bloom last year that sounds hot then i got like really in over my head thinking about that because i had three other projects (laughs) i'm already working on oh dude that's how how it always is right you know you can also branch out uh every continent has their own weather report in different languages explore (laughs) south american weather reports i I think alt skies is doing that is he Alt Skies is just expanding the concept to, I think, pretty much like the furthest reaches it's been every day. They have international business travel album. They have a (laughs) album about specific places or specific times of day. It's pretty tight. There's a can we have a cooking show vaporwave scene? Oh, cooking shows. That's that's unexplored. Can throw some ASMR in there as well. Just Mm -hmm. have like that. Yeah. I don't recall any release that had a that had a cooking theme. Someone proved me wrong. Gonna work on that. Power I got some time. Something. It might exist, but they don't have a video album. You gotta know. do the closest album. thing to cooking really cement, is uh, cement that. food, which is uh, uh, the groceries album. Oh yeah, groceries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see myself going back to the the original Iron Chef show, the Japanese oh one. Yeah. And sampling that. Oh hell yeah! Just slow down the voices. Well, yeah. And all the interstitial Ooh, music, and all Ooh, the interstitial music too. Yeah, the, there was a lot of very interesting orchestral background music. It was very, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like the presentation was very dramatic. Yep. Slow Chef down, uh, our, uh, Gordon Ramsay shows too. Oh my god! Oh, so, <laughs> so actually, you oh man, call that eggs. It's interesting. So none of you are from California, but on California public television in like the 90s and 2000s, there was this guy, Huel Hauser, who did the show called California's Gold. And I've actually been working on an album where like I'm doing all songs that uh, are either referencing or the lyrics have something about California in them as the samples. And -hmm. then taking Huel Hauser dialogue from his TV show about California. And it's gonna be like a a (laughs) mixtape. Was he and like I'm gonna a, do a video album. access kind of guy? Like, yep. what was his mm-hmm. show about? Yeah. yeah, He would just drive all over the state of California and do these like 30 minute to hour long shows about just like different cultural or historical or contemporary things going on in those places. How yeah, come man. no one's doing it's like Guy over Fieri? Over 600 right? episodes. Uh, Guy <laughs> <Fieri>. <laughs> yep. You know, it was a great concept and not saying it was executed poor, uh, poorly, but just executed shortly. Uh, Seinfeld wave. Uh, what, what's his name? Um, Costanza wave. Costanza wave. Yes, yes. You thank you. Yeah. I own all three of his cassettes. Which, uh, honestly, not trying to shit on them or anything, but like they're just so short. It's literally like a seven-minute mixtape on the same thing on each yeah. side. Uh, I have all three because I mean, yeah, mine's longer track. than that. I got like ten tracks and a lot of dialogue. Well, that's that's <laughs> what you should be doing. And I, yeah, I'm just saying like it's great, but it's just so short. I want more. Mm. And Seinfeld Wave or Costanza Wave is great. Like I love the little clips he puts from George Costanza. I, I I'm really dating myself here, but I I love Seinfeld and I watch it on Hulu almost three nights. I grew up with it in nice. the 90s. Yeah, I watched it too. I feel like Seinfeld and Simpsons would high profile targets for copyright claims though too. 
Uh, yeah, you're right. You get like someone would get a whiff of that real fast. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and shut it down. Disney, you know, we, we should just yeah. we should just look for like obscure shows from like obscure countries. Like, can we just have like a sitcom from Kazakhstan <laughs> and sample <laughs> on vaporwave? <laughs> that could work. Soviet TV wave. Yeah, that was yeah. Old Soviet TV is probably a treasure trove. It's I mean, Soviet post punk is already a scene right now. So I mean, let's. Yeah, you got dudes like Moleshot Doma doing some really cool stuff. Shout out to it's them. It's funny that we're talking about this because honestly, I bet this is how Future Funk started. They're like, wait, what if we take like old Japanese music and old Japanese cartoons that a lot of people don't know and just, you know, put drums over it and mm-hmm. it'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Or uh, same thing with Vapor. What if we slow down this old song that like a lot of people didn't know? But at the same time. And. I mean, it's funny to hear it, but uh, uh, I won't get into it too personally. But night night tempo is kind of guilty of it. Well, I and in fact, I play played a lot. He did a uh, Return of the Mac, which is a very popular '90s song. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and he did his version of it, probably thinking it was like the same thing as if you know. Oh, like he thought nobody would ever know what that song was. Well, I'm just assuming. You know, I, yeah, don't, yeah. I don't know. But like same thing, like people taking you know plastic love and doing all those remixes. yeah that was so mark he, morrison yeah yeah mark uh, i love that song you you throw that on at a 90s night or any night and people get down to that i i've known personally from djing a lot mm-hmm. uh but the fact that he did a remix of it i i liked it personally i, I actually play it a lot in my live sets because i liked his little uh, upbeat mix of it but um my point is he probably you know did what we're or people here are doing you know trying to uh, <laughs> Take some other country's music. Like, I don't think anyone knows this song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Didn't TD also make a flip of Return of the Mac? I remember him playing it at Essential or something. Uh, I forget. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it's got a good beat. <laughs> yeah, I remember. So I want to play a really cool guitar leads. Anyways, yeah, I want to play a song. Uh, one more song, and then we'll close out the episode, I think, unless anyone else has anything they want to talk about. Nah, man, we've been talking for like two hours. My yeah, wife's this like, has been fun. Yeah. No, it's been total fun. I'm oh. not hating on it. My wife's like, I thought you were mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm almost, almost, almost done. <laughs> if you listen to the zero, podcast, bro, have you listened to the podcast? <laughs> and Desert Sand is featured on it. Actually, it's by Zero and Jade. The new record on Alice City. I just listened to that song earlier on my way home. Nice. <laughs> I know what you're going to play. Oh, yeah, it's good. Crystal Knives yep. is the song. Oh, yeah. And, uh, th- Shit. Yeah, let's, let's it. check it out. Yeah, I think the song might be one of the best ones from the album. Harkens back to that classic That's it? sound with just the nice gloss. No, it's 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 way longer. There, there's a, long a pause song, there. Yeah. Oh, that would be a great. I can put some drum and bass drums underneath that, yo. That would be so. Dude, cool. oh, don't get me started. Remix. Let's all do it. 
Yeah, remix, remix. I don't know if you guys ever play uh, Forza Horizon Four or any of the Forza. Oh, Horizon, dude! But the great soundtrack. Hospital Records soundtrack is that's all yeah. I want to listen. Oh, we were Andy and I were just having this conversation like a week, a week ago. But I messaged him out of the blue and I was like, "Dude, you remember like Liquid DMV from 2008?" And he's oh. like, "Yeah, man." Like fucking yeah, we exchanged songs for like thirty <laughs> minutes. Dude, I, chill. I have a deep love for that era. Chill, drum yeah. and bass is some of the best music of all time. I, Dude, no, I, agree. Se- I seriously want to try putting drum and bass drums under that. Like, do it's a, so perfect. Man, do all vaporwave producers low key love drum and bass? This is a pattern I'm starting <laughs> to see. Man, still remember yeah. when I went to I was in the and we were just like it. blasting drum and bass for. The whole time. It was super <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh yeah, because ED, we we're talking about it. Electric Dreams. Yeah, I love it. We we're talking. Yeah, about you were just like showing shit. all of your LTJ like, Bookham and Goldie, all of your liquid drum and bass stuff. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so a new you project. Been there, bro. Put drum and bass over telepath music, and we're good to go. Definitely. Speaking I, of tele <sighs> speaking of telepath, That's I just want to tell idea. the story again, which I might have mentioned even on the last podcast I was on with Indy. But like Okay, it's gonna be the last thing you can say though, because we gotta go. Really? Oh man. I'm kidding. Oh, we heard it on the last podcast. Me. That's fine. Go back can to that episode have a little with shot Future Funk Monthly. <laughs> listen. Well wait, I'm first. Everyone shut shut the fuck up. Go, right, go, go ahead. Yeah, so we're gonna do <laughs> outros. What have you got coming up? Promote your new stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Social media. Uh, what guitar tracks you been laying down? Dude, yeah, tell well, us your new, your new. Uh, all right, well, all right. Now I got a tell lot of stuff. You guys is you guys fucked up. I got like ten minutes. Right, things popcorn to say, time. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you shouldn't have said popcorn because you just made me want to say something else. Now, now I have another thing to say. Oh fuck! Um, I mean, anyways, um, <laughs> quick, quick, quick thing. Uh. I remember at the first electronic con, I was so hyped and so excited to see Telepath. I'm like, I'm, I was joking. I'm like, I bet Telepath is going to pull some like MF Doom shit where like he's going to like live stream from his bedroom. It's going to be like fog or something. It, the artist isn't going to be there. And of course, the motherfucker shows up in that, that space outfit or whatever he's wearing. Uh, it was just hilarious that the fact that he keeps up the, the, the mysticism or whatever the word is, just. You know, no one knows what telepath looks like except for the people who have played the show. Uh, mm-hmm. That being said, I, do. I know what it looks like. Shut up. Uh, that being said, I'm sure he's a cool dude. And oh, shout out he is. to Ohio because he's from Ohio. Oh, I know. He's a fellow Ohioan. He likes Coltrane. Cold, cold, what? Cold, 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 cold train. Like John Coltrane. Guy. Oh, who doesn't like Coltrane? He's, he's gotten, mm. he's a cool guy. He did a lot of drugs and some cold jazz. Um, that being said, uh nothing really coming out for me except for the new future font monthly november mix and no diss to artists but i'm actually this is like one of the first months i'm struggling to find future funk songs because there hasn't been that many released this month last month was amazing yeah uh, Oof, october bang but i'll work with what i got and uh shout well, out I, I got one for you bro have you heard um kuno chan you know oh, kuno chan oh, does it have to be new shit yeah. My my one rule for Future Funk Monthly is it has to be released this month. And oh, there's something on my SoundCloud and it'll be released this month. <laughs> DM me, hit me up, whatever. Uh, I, to be honest, it's kind of hard to keep up with everything these days. It is. My old age. Dude, uh, the Future Funk Bandcamp uh, like, charts are so like weird right now. There's so many non-Future Funk releases cr- 
climbing up onto them because labels just use future funk as their like label tag. Yeah, so I know. Remember when uh, Grammatic and Grizz tried to claim? I mean, I love both those guys. Those guys, uh, amazing music. Uh, that their Shit. tag was Future Funk. It's like that's not Future Funk. Uh, and there were a bunch yeah. of people Damn. at the time just spamming the his songs with "This is not Future Funk." This is not Future Funk. They all like they just stopped using yeah. the tag altogether. Good. Does anyone remember job, when? Um, can we like on there? The disclosure released like two singles oh, that were straight that blew up the future fuck up on the on like, the scene. Like people wouldn't stop talking about it for a while. Really? Yeah, like yeah, I was dude. like, Shit. I got excited for a second because Disclosure is obviously popular. With you know, I love Disclosure personally to begin with. I don't know, you call them feature bass or something like that, whatever that genre is. Uh, yeah, Latch nice. and all Drop that. Those tracks in the in the chat here. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, but no, like these were like straight up future funk songs, and I got so excited thinking, oh, is Disclosure going to bring Disclosure? Uh, sorry, is Disclosure going to bring future funk to the mainstream? Because I mean. I'm not hating that. I'm not trying to be some underground genre forever, even though I don't produce. But I thought it was really cool. Uh, Andy told me to wrap this up, so I'm trying real hard. Uh, working on some <laughs> guitar tracks. Look out for me featuring guitar. Uh, <laughs> better go. Uh, uh, essential Port of Vong is coming. If you don't know Port of Vong, you're dumb as hell. Um, and. Uh, Man, Puppy Smooth's coming, and so many cool artists. And even if all the artists drop out besides me and Tokyo Wander, and for essentially, you should still come because it's going to be really fun. Hell yeah, It'll be a good time. And uh, Andy will be there too. So we're going down the list. Our Infinity. All right, this is Our Infinity. I'm. Uh, I've got four, four or five albums on. T- and on what? I'm, for next year. I've got okay. I've got at least four albums coming out on tape and mini disc. You can all get them at the band camp, and um, nice. Definitely some more dark vapor, but something totally new. I'm gonna do something really weird. Nice. You'll just have to wait in here. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks again for doing that uh, project with me. Oh, of course, of course. And this was a the blast tonight. Project. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, yeah, big time, man, big time. Check it out in issue nine. It just dropped. Awesome. Tokyo Wanderer. All right. <laughs> so uh, I forgot to say it at the beginning of the show, uh, but it's kind of quite important. Um, I just released the collab with a, a, a friend of mine, a Portuguese, another Portuguese fellow uh, named Ghostwave. Ghostwaves, I mean. He does kind of like a vapor trap sort of thing. It's pretty nice. There are a lot of uh, really cool guests. For anybody who's, I don't, I don't think you guys are probably right now into that sort of scene, but uh, for anybody who's aware of the Portuguese hip-hop scene, there's a really big rapper on there called Michael Knight, so I'm sure you'll really, really like uh, what's going on on that record. Um, I also got a collab uh, in the works with Fon, and another uh, friend of mine, Portuguese bud, uh, named Luiz Oliveira. He's a great dude. Go check him out if you have the time. Um, and once again, I'll have to echo what Andrew said about uh, Central. Be there, be square. It's going to be really, really good. And uh, you'll have a great time. Like, don't think it's just going to be just a future funk show. It's going to be a whole experience. So. Oh yeah, and lots of other music too. Exactly. And uh, there'll be more news regarding Tokyo Wonder soon. 
I can't reveal too much, but everything that I I can say has been said here. And mm-hmm. stick around. Cool. Oh, and wave two of Essentials coming soon as well. Yes, wave two. Another we stack of artists. Another third wave to uh, announce the people from for the after third parties. wave. Oh yeah, fucking tight. Yeah, dude. Awesome. I guess that leaves awesome. me. So Alex Trucks Passing Trucks is playing at Virtual Memory 2 at the Continental Room in Fullerton on November 25th, playing alongside Data Girl, Earthboy Advance, Groovy Godzilla. Uh, our next night is going to be December 30th, and the Pokari Sweat DJs are going to be coming up to Orange County to DJ that one with us. Uh, Pacific Plaza is going to be releasing uh, Sky Gaze compilation on cassette. We put that compilation out uh, with Tyler Blue Screen last year, and now we're finally doing a physical version of it. So that'll be out before the end of the month. Working on a Paths and US Golf 95 reissue that uh, Seiko Mart's doing the tape for. We're going to do a mini CD that should be out by the end of the month. And then in December, we're going to reissue our Christmas comp from last year. Me and Carter are potentially working on a new Christmas comp for this year. And I'm still trying to figure out if I can get Vaporwave Story reissued. I found the original artist who made all the album art, but I got to get an email back from them saying they're cool with it or else I'm not sure if I could do it. And then there's certain artists that I'm not sure if they're going to approve it. So I got to see if we can make the Vaporwave Christmas Story come back to life. But working on that as well so lots of stuff coming up from pacific plaza and from trucks passing trucks before the end of the year awesome thanks so much guys i appreciate you all taking the time to come on the show hope it was fun (laughs) oh yeah that was great pretty refreshing talking to people more in the vaporwave scene since i'm not usually there that much but it was nice i liked it yeah i tried to do that there's actually supposed to be one more person on the show today too but he wasn't able to make it he was a vaporwave Uh... guy as well Next time. Well, thank you, Andy. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Can, uh, I, do oh, yeah. can I do Rich's sign-off? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be Pony Danza for be a minute guess. here. Okay, yeah. guys. Well, thank you for listening to Private Suite Podcast. We'll be back next week with more <laughs> great interviews. We'll be hanging out with the guys again. Don't forget, back up your data. Back up your flash drives and thumb drives. Make sure your external hard drives got backups of backups. Save your data, folks. We'll see you next week. Okay, now now <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at PHL to SFO. PHL two SFO? Is that what it is? I forgot already. No, no, there's no two. No. PHL SFO. And what's the on voicemail Twitter. line? My name's Pony Danza. I love you. And where can people reach us if they want to leave a voicemail? Um, oh shit! I forgot the phone number offhand here. It's four one two four four Vapor Pony. How could you forget that? You've been on roll. It's What's one of the up? It's one of those Johns. I just sometimes get confused about. <laughs> Actually, Rich and never what says about John. all of our other you stuff? What about our website? So you can go to privatesuite.com/slash/podcast, where you can find all of our old episodes. If you want to go back and listen to them, lots of great interviews that Indy's done with. Big names from across the vaporwave world. A lot of future funk artists. A lot of labels are up there now. The recent label interview has been really interesting. Actually, you should definitely go check those out. And Why, uh, thank you. We have a new theme song that was made for us that features Sheep. So big shouts out to Sheep. Love hearing her. And Mayor Mayor Notildi made that song. He was mentioned earlier on the show. I wanted to say that. Shout out to Mayor. That is one of the coolest guys I've ever met in my. Uh, he will be performing at Essential. Yes, sir. It's Mir crazy, man. Very creative yeah. future. Sorry to interrupt you. You pony. very creative. Oh yeah, 
Definitely. Uh, new, uh, this is going to sound dumb trying to say it out, but Nuno, what's his um latest album? It's like legit on the levels of Avalanche's style. I agree. But for uh, me, it's just like all of, it, of his records are great. Like Solanin. Komoroko. Komoroko. Yes, Komoroko. Okay, yeah. Ch- Shout out to so that Check album, out that cause... album, guys. You can yes, also sir. go to the Private Suite website. You can read our last <laughs> issue, the spooky issue, issue Thank nine. You. It's that time of year again. But if you're still looking to find copies of issue eight, our back to school issue, Pacific Plaza Records will be carrying it soon. We're just waiting for that hey. shipment to get to them in California. Yeah. Shout and out to the Pacific Plaza Band And then we got a new issue coming out soon, issue 10. Get excited. Yeah. You can What's subscribe to us on Patreon if you want to get a physical copy, or you could go buy it from our various distributors, including Pacific Plaza Records and Golf Audio. <laughs> As a person who owns a Ooh. physical copy, I can commend that they are one of the best, best uh, magazines that own my entire life. Yeah, they're they're beefy. We make them real high quality. They're beefy. My picture yeah. was in one of them. I love it. They're definitely thick <laughs> with two C's. Ooh. Ooh. Dummy thick. Thank you. You can also check out our Instagram, our Twitter. The Instagram's been posting some new stuff. It's always going to be at Private Suite Pod. You can also check out the Private Suite stuff. They have their own handles for stuff, but we're posting podcast-exclusive content up there, so follow us on Twitter and Instagram. All right. Well, that about does it. (laughs) Thank you. Nice. It's so easy for me. See you guys next week. See you guys next week. Follow into your diet. Take care, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to the Private Suite Podcast.